We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 10 picks against the spread super locks free money and cuss corner reminder to all of you out there please help out the show by smashing the like button to the episode sub to Mayo Media Network help us time code the best of clips down in the comment section and go to the Hammer HQ on YouTube to find more Pat Jeff and Tim doing our futures portfolio it's underneath the forward progress channel they have like six channels up there for all of your betting needs that is the football channel I think last week's was uploaded for some reason anyway you get more of me cam and rob up there as well rate and review the podcast while you're here playing the listeners league that is now open three thousand spots let's fill it well it's like 2997 because i am taking three of them so full reign for you guys out there and what else we got run slash mayo to get yourself 10 percent off jeff feinberg you're back feeling good i think big win against the falcons yeah, I was I was here last week feeling um yeah, feeling for five and three, you know, feel kind of hopeless, but you never know. Keep on uh keeping on, I guess. Uh Tim Tim is in his glory. I am still um I don't have Tim's confidence, no. But maybe the doom and gloom attitude that Tim brought. Like, I could use one of those wins, so maybe I should do that, and then I can get, like, the full flip, and then we can see that in the future. But, yeah, no, I'm here. Yeah, the the Chargers plotting their way. I had to take Monday off because I had a wicked stomach flu. Jeff, does this just happen when your kids are from, like, ages two to six that I'm just going to get sick every three weeks in the wintertime? Yeah. It's horrible. There's a law. I, I haven't felt good in a while. And the only week we actually felt good was in Florida. I got a little, uh, my three-year-old, she's tiny. 
Like she's tiny for her age. She's like in the 99th percentile of tiny. She was sick before we left. She gets back into the cold and into the school and she's sick again. So I don't know. It's it's nonstop. And I'm not healthy ever. So maybe that doesn't help. Yeah, usually I'm doing pretty well. But this, so far, like since autumn started, it's been whoop, all downhill for Pat. So hopefully it's all behind me. Hopefully I didn't give it to Paul or Cust or whoever. But you're feeling bad about your 5-3 and three team, unlike a certain person who now thinks that the Jets are going to win every game the rest of the season. It is Tim Undercust. Tim Undercust. That is not my name. But you agree with the statement I made. I, I, look, they can win every single one of them. Every game is winnable. Uh, our, we're not going to be a big underdog in any of those games other than maybe at Buffalo. Maybe. Uh, I'm liking our chances. Uh, looking at the schedule, particularly as it gets late in the year, week 16, Thursday night football against uh, Jacksonville. Week 16, uh, we, we're at Seattle, and there is a terrible Sunday night game. It's almost a certainty we're going to be the Sunday night game in week 17. So then we have Jacksonville, Seattle, and Miami to wrap things up. But uh, So things are really coming down to the crunch. I could have used a New Orleans win last night. Now, I'm to the point now. We're now into week 10. I'm into the point where I need to cheer against certain AFC teams for uh, for, for seeding purposes. But like we're a half game back of the division. We've beaten Buffalo and Miami. Uh, we seem to have sorted things. We've ever, after every loss, we bounce back with a big win. Uh, I'm feeling pretty positive. We have be- beaten. We've been a huge underdog in so many games this year, and won those games outright. We've been underdogs in every single game we have played, and we are six and three. That has got to be probably an NFL record because we're going to be underdogs next week at Foxborough, and we'll be underdogs. Maybe we might be favored against Chicago. So like, it's just ridiculous. We get no respect. They flex in a what would have been a good Chargers-Chiefs game in two weeks if everyone in San Diego played, but they don't play. So it's going to be a route for the Chiefs. They also don't play and in so San all Diego. I, or whatever. And like so then I have to sit here and watch my team play at 2 o'clock again uh, instead of getting the respect it deserves by be, ha, getting a primetime. You haven't got the Jets or Giants in a single primetime game other than a Thursday game the rest of the year. Uh, I'm a little annoyed by that, but I'm very excited. This team is on the right track. Uh, and the sky is the limit. Jeff, uh, I was trying to explain to Cuss before the show that I think when given the choice, and maybe it was protected by CBS for all we know, that they want to keep that Jets-Patriots game because it's such a good game that any time that you have a chance to flex Mahomes into primetime, probably going to do it. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's a probably a potpourri of reasons for the decision. I am not happy. I saw that decision and my first instinct wasn't just why, but it was like a very emphatic Nancy Kerrigan. Why? Why? (laughs) I mean, you think I want to play Sunday night football two straight Sundays versus real Super Bowl contenders with 50% of my team. Oh, I'm sure that'll go great. Uh, I enjoy Tim being upset about it. That's really the one (laughs) positive looking deeper into it. It does seem like the Patriots have a Thursday game the following week. So that's probably the main reason why that game maybe didn't get flexed or, or didn't really ever have a possibility of getting flexed is that the Patriots play Thursday and I don't think they want you. Okay. But then put me at five o'clock Tim. You know, flex me to five o'clock and put the Bengals uh, Steelers game that was supposed to be the primetime game 
Put that at two. Give Listen, me I don't America's know, Game know, of the for, Week. For, what are you doing to me? For a preeminent American Football Conference franchise, Park Avenue, I don't know, Tim. You'd think maybe there would be more respect shown towards the Jets no. versus this. Exactly. Like, if any, maybe the Sunday night producers just like like any opportunity to to just stay out west. I don't really know. Well, they're Al already Michaels thieving our they're call already, the shots anymore, though. They're this already would have been an thieving, Al Michaels thing. They're already thieving our ideas about Derrick Henry and whether people can tackle them on Sunday night football. Maybe sure. they're trying to troll me. Maybe this is an attempt to troll me. I, I'm happy for you. Um, and your main character—that's that, a pretty big main character. Trying to think, think about it that way. They're they're now flexing in games just specifically to get to you, uh, Jeff. I also threw out to him that there's been a lot of bad primetime games so far this season that maybe we want to avoid. Mac Jones and Zach Wilson in a featured spot. It's going to be a ten point spread in that I game. Mean, this is going to be the second Mahomes Herbert primetime game, and they're probably going to play on primetime again next week and i'm i'm thrilled for tim i watched that comeback and as someone who on that hammer future show i wish it got uploaded because i said take the jets uh over their seven and a half last week and a lot of the comments were why not wait till they play this game and like yeah yeah i think that's built into the line but you can't resist any shouldn't say i didn't i anyhow i'm happy i was bullish on the jets last week as you were also Tim, uh, Pat, maybe that had to do with Tim's craziness, but I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for the Jets. I'm happy for the Dolphins. It seems like the AFC East is what the AFC West was supposed to be. It's a lot of fun. Uh, And yeah, uh, both of them. And if Josh Allen is actually hurt, maybe you should consider betting the Dolphins at plus 550 and the Jets at like plus whatever their even bigger number is to win that division and just try to corner that market entirely. If Josh Allen's actually injured. I want that buy so badly. I want that buy so badly. I can take you it. are so uh, right whatever. there a half game out of the buy. And if the bills and chiefs lose this week, the buy is mine uh, at uh, the end of Sunday night. See, you're doing it wrong again. <laughs> And we spoke about this when you were really happy. I want the playoff machine. I need the playoff machine now, Jeff. No, wanting the playoffs, expecting the playoffs now, I think is fair. But if you set your aspiration, like I don't, you've got to just sort of level off where I think your, your aspiration should be. I don't think you should be worried about a buy. That's my opinion. But I need it. I also would like to just quickly say, I think the Justin Herbert slander is beyond preposterous. I don't know what comes, why it exists. I don't know where it comes from. He's literally the only reason the team has a pulse. Um, Put it this way. If you think this is Justin Herbert playing badly like this, then how do I put this? Like, if this is Justin Herbert's floor, he's freaking incredible. I guess we can put it at that. You know, playing banged up, playing without a lot of pieces. For some reason, though, he's only in his third year, and he has developed into having a game style that's of, like, a wily 10-year veteran. Um, I would like them to unleash him more, but anyone who watches the games, the Charger games in their entirety, no one 
thinks that any part of this should involve slandering Justin Herbert. But I guess slandering Justin Herbert when he's, you know, just not the like fourth best quarterback in the league and plays like the ninth best quarterback in the league is is worthy of of slandering. But yeah, it's pretty ridiculous if you ask me. At DraftKings Sportsbook at the moment, Justin Herbert fifty to one to win the MVP. Tua eight to one. That is I mean, in and of it of itself. The stats, I guess, don't lie. I don't know what that like. Where is Justin Herbert on the tout board of players? Like fifth, seventh, ninth. Like He's, what is that? There, there's the big three. Then there's Tua and Lamar. Then it's Burrow, Geno, and then it's Cousins and Herbert. Okay, so he's like the eighth name on on the list, and yes. that is him being like really bad and slandered. I, who are you I hearing even... that slandering Herbert? By the way, are you making these? Are you pulling a Tim and making up straw men to fight with? No, I'm not making it up at all. It happens every day. <laughs> even or- Orlovsky's at it. He should be calling plays in Indy by the end of this show. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have Tim as Jets offensive coordinator soon enough with the way the but, things but, are but, going. Yeah, no, no, it's real. It, it's real. What did he say? Real. What, what, what did he say about Herbert that makes him awful? It, it's real. No, but it, it's 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 constant. Like the guy, put it this way, and if you want to make it about Tua, like Tua's floor when it was happening was incredibly low. Like it was scary bad. This is Herbert playing, I guess, poorly in some people's eyes. Then that is fantastic. I, I don't know what else. Um... Like, are people actually criticizing Herbert, or is it that Herbert was put up on this pedestal? It's like, well, it's him and Mahomes and Josh Allen. Those are the three moving forward, and he's not playing as well as those guys. So, in your mind, it's like, well, everyone hates him now. He's trash. And is anyone actually? No, no, that? no. The comparison is not to to those players but i don't know how you can like watch the games and think anything is his fault that's all that's like crazy to me that's crazy he's the only reason that the team has a pulse truly well that that and the kicker that you carried off the field uh for a change after mocking our team they lifted him up they didn't carry him off no field they carried him off the field and it might be the third one tim the third kicker a coach is given a game ball to. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. And I don't know. Justin Herbert doesn't even deserve to be in that conversation. Like, what is, why would he still even be there? Only to say that if something miraculous happens and the team's rec- record ends up being way better than it should be. He'll get so much credit for carrying nobodies across like a line. Like, I don't even know why he's he's in that conversation, even listed there that you could argue that's flattering. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, I think that it is flattering for him that I don't think that people are as down and saying Herbert's as bad as maybe you're perceiving it to be. Well, the carrier pigeons send me every morsel of the Internet. Who are, like, besides, I, I still don't know what Orlovsky said about Justin Herbert, but, like, is it just, like, random people on Twitter who are getting mad? 
No, I, I don't know. I don't know who. Yeah, I guess it's 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 a lot. It's low hanging fruit All to right. pick on the guy, but I don't understand any of it. All right. Well, let's recap last week. Uh, I had my That's best. Not. I had my best week of the year. Ten two and one, ATS, uh, <laughs> bringing me into the lead for the season after back to back ten win weeks. My gambling accounts really benefited from last week. They really needed that shot in the arm to keep me going for the rest of the year. Back up to seventy and sixty four. Jeff was six six and one, sixty six and sixty eight, which brings him was- into a tie with Tim, who went three nine and one. ATS has fallen out of the lead. Is now in a tie for second, one game ahead of the coin, who went. 8 4 and 1 65 and 69 after losing his two first super locks of the season Jeff has now reeled off 7 in a row and he leads at 7 and 2 as a super lock record we all hit last week so myself and Tim are both 6 and 3 and as Tim I don't know if you mentioned on the show or just before we came on that the Rams last second uh, let up that touchdown to Kate Otten, which ruined your free money money line parlay. So you dropped to one and eight for the year and sixteen and one eleven overall. You know, if you lose both ends of your Thanksgiving pilgrim parlays, that I believe you will be sixteen and one sixteen. I could see it, but you know what? I've had a lot of bad beats this year. I've had a lot of free money to like come down to the wire and like something stupid. I don't think that you can call a four game money line parlay, anything involved with it, a bad beat. It's a fucking four Uh, game parlay. Listen, listen, gigabyte. I had it all lined up and it was supposed to work. I know it's not a great bet, but it's fine. Uh, You know, that, that should happen. Cop should just go for a first down rather than slide. And then I win. Like, Like there's all kinds of these things that are conspiring against me, but you know what? I don't care. The Jets, are the best team in the AFC, and I am fired up, and we are ready to pick some winners, and it's bye week. And like I said, to, maybe I said this to you, I don't know, I need this bye week more than the players need this bye week for the Jets. I need this for my my head hurts, my soul hurts, my heart hurts. I need a week of R&R, of not worrying about the Jets, uh, and I'm excited for bye week. What are your plans on rewarding yourself for having a bye week? Is it going to go get a tug? That Nordic no, Spa is re- still open. I saw someone there yesterday. I saw a friend of ours was there today. Uh, but I, no, my plan is just to relax and I have to wa- worry about uh, this week and just watch football. And I suspect the Sunday Night Live show will be pretty subdued because of it. I was going to say, Jeff, do you want to be on Sunday Night Live this week leading up to the Chargers game? Or is that just too much? Or are you going to be like out of your mind? Mm, maybe. I see. There, no, a- I won't be out of my mind. No. You know, I was with people, my buddies that I watch football with every week. They've noticed, like, I am almost like a neutered soul. I didn't react to kind of anything on Sunday. I have no expectations. Um, The the current situation has kind of beaten it out of me. Um, People were really surprised. Like, normally on a Sunday, I'll just eat, eat air, weed, and vodka, and actually, like, ate some food during the charger game, which I don't think I've ever done. Like that's how just, I don't have like what Tim has. I see his just pure adrenaline and it makes me happy um, for him, but I guess I can do the Sunday night show. All right. Uh, But no, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'm not expecting anything good to come of, of Sunday night. So I'd be more than I guess, happy to join you. And uh, yeah, seven and two super lock 
here and that comes from no gigabiting at all straight like you know cam stewart from the brain and and the gut um uh, which probably the best gold picks record across the mayo media network i'm sure this show might even have better gold picks than the other one Ooh. and on top and of we that, actually picked the line we actually picked the real line we don't ask for extra points and are granted <laughs> a half point here and a half point there we just have to pick it the way it is and i i saw it got discussed again and I, I maybe it's not the best thing that Tim <laughs> will defend me, but I take umbrage with just because I reference a team as like we, I don't think that means I think I'm part of a team. Correct. Like I don't think it works like that. As I've said many times, and I know Tim has adopted my talking points on this, like I'm just here and I'm here forever. And the good players that are here now will be here longer than, and the bad players here now, I certainly hope to be here longer than, and anyone, but, you know, even the current owners will probably be here longer than based on some of the rumor mill and stuff. So I am totally have no issues saying we, I have no, I have no issues and I have no issues with people like identifying me as a fan. Like if I'm dead and the Chargers win the Super Bowl, you'll think of me and I I'm flattered by that or when they lose the super bowl a heartbreak you'll think of me uh but that doesn't mean i think i'm on the team because i like say we in my talking points when discussing the team i I don't think that at all i thought about you when eckler put the ball on the carpet that was my first thought was that i don't know how jeff reacted to this one i know i was just calm that's just like chargers football i I don't even know (laughs) i was kind of numb it's like how did that just happen like, why are you even going forward? What do you need the extra two <laughs> yards for? Like, like the, he ran that play, and then he's taking it outside, and then my first instinct is, okay, that's where this kicker wants the ball, outside. Then he needs to cut it up, and I'm like, okay, that's really weird. And then he gets a couple yards. I'm like, that's not bad. And then you see the ball out, and you're just, ah, God, help me now. All that being said, won't get the credit for it, no box score. If you watch the replay of the play that that Bozo who dropped the ball on Atlanta, he saw this six foot six specimen of a human being coming after him and he didn't know what to do and he just plooped the ball out. But if you watch like there's stills of that play, like Justin Herbert kind of his simple presence made this guy be like, I don't know what to do here. And he dropped the football. Um, no one notices because they're too busy bashing him online. It's no, true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it know too. what I that see it is too. about. I see it too. I see I, it too. Oh, thank you. I see it too. People love taking a shot at, at Herbert. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why that is very in vogue because they can't actually watch the four quarters of the game. I think it's because there are people who are literally trying to build the groundwork to take the Emmanuel Acho position and like hold it up in the air and say, actually Tua was the right pick. And what we have to do is not only just put air in Tua's tires, we have also got to, you know, start to no, really no, 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 no. This isn't even about Tua. Oh, I think it is. I think it always is. How can they, what's the matter? They can open Jalen Hurts can be better than all of them from the class then. No, but there's just a whole contingent of people whose goal it is to make it seem like Tua was the right pick. They have to defend that bad pick, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where this is coming from. I, in fairness I to Jeff, right I, 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 I haven't seen more than three people 
ever mentioned that Tua should be, even today, that Tua should have been taken over Herbert. I think everyone acknowledges that Herbert's the better quarterback that you'd rather have. It's just maybe Tua's not bad. That's the new narrative. Yeah, and that, listen, I've been here before. Rivers was picked in a sandwich of Eli and Ben, and they both won two Super Bowls. Like, you know, you can even debate who's talented there. Maybe that one is is more equal or less equal. I don't know. I'm prepared to lose this one, too. But you can't, like, I'm not, con- you can't convince me that, um, like, Tua is a more well-rounded quarterback than than Justin Herbert. Of like, course I, not. I, my eyeballs just can't, will not believe that. One, Helps when you can one see your receivers and I, wide and open I'm not and even, stay healthy. If people, I don't think I've said more than like one and a half bad words about Tua in almost a year and a half. Well, how like could you? the the narrative on him got so, pardon. How could how could you say anything detrimental towards Tua over the past year? He's been great. No, but that's this season. I'm even talking about last, year, and it felt like the piling on got so silly and so unfair that it was like, no, no, this guy. We would even have our debates, and I was defending him more vigorously than I guess it was almost just taking an anti Tim stance. But I don't know. Tim seems to think that this current Herbert hate is too related. I see it even unrelated to that whatsoever. And maybe I do live in my own head. Do you want to know something? My buddy in my fantasy pool, I own Khalil Herbert, but I don't even remember that. So he's like AJ Dillon for Herbert. And I start an uproar. I start like messaging the commissioner and all my other friends. The nerve, the nerve of him to offer me like he thinks I'm going to wave the white flag on Herbert on Herbert. Like, why is one of my best friends talking to me like he doesn't even know me? <laughs> Turns out he wanted Khalil Herbert. And he didn't even real like. I hope you're accepting. losing my mind. Did so, you, did, uh, yeah, did, you're did right. You, did you him. accept the trade? No, you told me not to. What, Herbert for A.J. Dillon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Aaron Jones is hurt. You should go accept that now. <laughs> well, it doesn't exist anymore. That was last week. Ah, okay. Well, that's too bad. Um, um, yeah, I guess that was a bad turn down. I, I was riding that, like, one week high of people really wanting Khalil Herbert, except it didn't even register in my mind that I owned him because <laughs> my mind works, like, on one track. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. All right. Where are we? We're at, we're at Thursday Night Football. Atlanta at Carolina, rematch of two weeks ago. One of the more f- depressing first quarters of the year, and then a really fun game from there on out. 43 and a half is the total. The Panthers are three-point dogs at home. Peach getting the start over Faker Mayfield, Tim, and the Darnold. <laughs> Although he has been activated off injured reserve, he is apparently not yet ready to play. Do you think we'll see Sam Darnold? I would if I were the Panthers. Yeah. Like, your season's over. Uh, he hasn't been able to play. Let's throw him out there and see what he can do. Absolutely. You're paying him anyway. You've seen enough from Baker and from Walker. If Darnold can play, yeah, sure. Give him a shot. I, I would. Jeff, are you a big fan of PJ Sleepwalker out on the field? Or Steve Wiltz? Steve Wiltz. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't care much for either of them, but I, I would have no issues if they went to Sam Darnold at some point. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta here. I just, 
Their offense, well, it's been incredibly efficient uh, in terms of the running game. Not that maybe Burns is able to help limit the run a little bit, but no one can really stop Atlanta's rushing attack. Like That's the one thing that they do well. They can't play defense, and Lord knows that uh, maybe they'll unleash Dante Foreman on them again. Three seems about right. It feels like Atlanta by three is the exact proper line. They should have they should have won by six last time that they played, and then gave up a 70-yard Hail Mary, missed extra point, ended up winning by three anyway. So I, I like the three here, even on the road. It doesn't discourage me, and I thought that their offense looked a lot better when Cordero came back. So I'm good. I'm good with the three in Atlanta. By turns, though, Carolina ran it all over Atlanta. Yeah, well, Atlanta doesn't play defense. Yeah, so it's one of these spots where <sighs> it's so tough. Um, you know, I, I'm still on team Tampa's trash. And so I guess Atlanta has to be my play in the division. Oh God, I'll take Atlanta. I hate this. The old me would always take, always take Carolina here. I, uh, I, I think Carolina, as soon as DJ Moore took off his helmet, there's a chance that their season ended. It just took yeah, whatever, is, whatever they had yeah. left. It was gone. <laughs> yeah. I sort of intimated that last week that there was sort of like their last hurrah. That's all they had left. And like the, there was no ener- energy left. And then you um, took Carolina against Cincinnati. No, I did. I, I bet against. I bet against them last week. Oh. I took since it was one of the very few games I got right was Cincinnati. Uh, I'll Cincinnati. Uh, I'll take I'll, I'll take the Falcons. I hate this. Uh, I wouldn't touch this game with a thousand foot pole. What a trash game this is. Jeff. Yeah, let's make it a party. I'll take Atlanta, even if it doesn't feel like the spread. Um, is proper. Like to your point, I think Pat. You look at some of the. Some of the metrics, Carolina might not be as bad as we're perceiving them to be, and maybe they shouldn't be getting these three points at home. But just in my blind perception of it, I have to take Atlanta. Um, And getting to see it firsthand, uh, that Kyle Pitts guy is a problem. I hope he can go off in this game, but. Like he, I don't like understand. He's a, he's, like, a, he's a problem for being on my fantasy team because he sucks? Or like in real yeah. life, he's actually good, but they can't get him the ball? I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> but you see him running the routes. You think he, he should be like majestic out there. And it, it's just not. Is, is he like... It's not. You know how you, you see some guys at the gym, but they're not actually strong in real life? Is he the popcorn muscles of the NFL? I'm a slut for the NFL draft. Like I admit that, like, I just love it. I love, you know, putting air in all these guys, tires, falling in love with that, all of them. So as like this draft, Nudnik, I buy into the hype. Like I buy into it. it. doesn't have to do with anything with my team. I buy into it. Much like the same way I bought in the Trevor Lawrence hype. And uh, I don't know. I'm waiting for magic. Still waiting to see some magic. All right, Seattle at Tampa Bay live from Germany this week. Uh, what is it? Tampa Bay by, oh, it's two and a half now. 44 is the over-under. I've listened. I, I'm kind of with Tim on this one. The Bucks finally came through for me last week against a team I just absolutely don't believe in, in the Rams. And I feel like I really capped the Rams properly, that they only have one way to score points, and that guy was injured. Turns out he wasn't super injured. That's the only way they scored points, and it still wasn't enough. Give me the Seahawks, plus two and a half. I, I don't know where on the field that Tampa is currently better than Seattle at all. I don't get this line. 
No, it makes no sense. It's much like the Jets don't get any respect in the AFC. The Seahawks get zero respect in the NFC. They're the two teams this year that were expected to finish last in their division that are vying to win their division. And the books and the public refuse to give them an iota of respect. Uh, yeah, this game is in Germany, and that's uh, a lot further travel for Seattle than it is Tampa. But Seattle's a younger, hungrier, friskier team. Uh, I think they're going to knock Tampa out. Uh, I love Seattle in this game. It's one of the very few games this week I actually like legit love aside. I really like Seattle. I, I think I, I was considering locking this in as my super lock, Jeff, but the, the Germany thing does throw me off a little bit because you just – I don't know how this is going to affect anyone. I don't know what the field is like over in Germany. Shout out to our friends in Munich. A lot of Pat Mayo experience fans over in Munich. So, you know, go to the game. Have some fun. Seems like I'll be watching. Have a beer. Tease the Seahawks up. They are the first end of a teaser. Oh, God. I mean, that's a good Wong teaser, too. You're teasing through three, through seven. Look at you. That's one of the reasons I love it. It's, It's a fantastic, it's what they call a plus SEO teaser. Uh, so up to eight and a half? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you see this any differently? Because I'm still waiting. Out of all those shit teams that we thought were going to be good, Jeff, I still believe that Tampa is the one who's going to end up figuring it out because they don't need to figure it out yet. They're in the shittiest division possible. They could be shit for another month and still be in the playoff race. Yeah. Uh, that was a big problem. That was a big Saints loss, I guess, last night. A real bad one. Uh, Tampa's just fine. And Tim ran over them and then backed the car up, ran over them again, and then went back forward over them. <laughs> um, and that game versus Tim's Rams sort of was a lifeline for Tampa. It does feel like their season got saved. And to kind of to Pat's point, even if they lost that game, it kind of felt like their season would have been fine because the Saints lost and the Falcons lost. I'm just going to split up the love affair here. Uh, the Germany thing seems weird. This is a really long trip for Seattle. Uh, just give me give me Tampa. I'll, I'll take Tampa as a small favorite, but I don't care. I don't love this game. I don't feel it the way both of you guys um, feel it. If I did love it, I would kind of, the only thing that would scare me is the the international factor. That can be a really weird game. And what time this game actually is going to be um, for Seattle. I'm sure they have a travel plan, but jet lag could be real on that one. Do we worry about jet lag? Is the same thing that we talk about, like, oh, this golfer just finished up in Dubai on Monday and he's teeing off Thursday in Phoenix. And it's like, yeah, it's, and you talk to the guys like, yeah, it's no big deal. We fly private. Mm. Well, jet lag's not about the flight, though. Jet lag's about how the time difference affects you. Sure, but that's and the, your sort but, of but those are like rhythm. eleven hour time differences. I'm sure if golfers can figure well, it out, maybe they should do the Russell Wilson workout on the plane. They should. It worked for him, Mister Unlimited. Yeah. Eat some Subway, get some stretches in. I, as I previously said, I'm pretty sure they told him to stretch because he wanted to pull out his guitar and start singing hymns to everyone <laughs> as they went overseas. Lord. They were like, "No, no, thanks, Russ. Why don't you stretch for a bit, pal?" It's funny. As much as I hate the London games, I'm interested to see a Munich game. So you're big on Ger- you're big on Germany over England, huh? I thought you were an no, Anglophile. Just, I am an Anglophile, but this sort of Bavarian matchup just seems very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen this stadium outside of soccer ever before, so I'm just curious what Munich's stadium looks like. You know, Tim, I went to Germany at Epcot at Disney World. <laughs> okay, so it was great, like being there. I, 
I had this great, like, huge Bavarian soft pretzel. Delicious. Oh, I bet that would be good. Covered in yellow mustard? Uh, You know, I'm more of like the cheesy fondue guy, but there okay. it comes with a spicy mustard as well. I have always wanted to go to Munich for Oktoberfest. It's one of the cities I'd like to... Of all the cities in the world, Munich is like in the top five cities I'd like to travel to. Would, would you like me to tell you about when I was in Munich? And I didn't get to go into this stadium, but I walked right by. I was like, all right, looks great. Looks very, very high tech. Munich is really weird. Like I went to three places in Germany and Munich because, okay, I think it's, yeah, Munich got like the shit bombed out of it during World War II, right? It most certainly did so, get destroyed. So, so all of its architecture is like this weird early 50s architecture because everything needed to be rebuilt. It reminded me a lot of where we live, weirdly enough. Okay. Well, that's kind of neat. And like, I bet you the food scene and like the the beer, like the crafties must be off the hook in Munich. The crafties. I think they just call it beer there. Maybe, but it would be like, I've always wanted to have one of those big, massive beers you see on TV. And, you know, I don't know. I think Munich would be a cool place to visit personally. You've been there. You liked it. Yeah, no, I did. It rained the entire, I was there for three days. It rained. It poured rain all three days I was there. So it was the worst experience that I had. Very lovely city though. It'd be nice to get if they Germ- conti- if they continue to go with these Munich games, we'll go to one of these and we'll do the show yes, live. Please, from that'd be fun. Well, Munich, do you remember how bad the games were for England forever? And Munich shows up in their first game, they get Tom Brady. I mean, that's a pretty good score. I would say so. Yeah, but on pay, I, I guess that maybe they thought that Tampa was going to be good when they released the schedule. But they certainly did not expect the Seahawks to be any good. No, they didn't. No, but they threw them Tom Brady, and they knew Tom Brady was back by the time the schedule um, was out. And I'm just saying, compare that to, like, the first eight years of London games. It was, like, Giants-Dolphins and shit. Or the Toronto games. Oh, Oh, yeah, those were were bad. What an awful place to watch football, Skydome. So horrible. Bad games. I remember watching Falcons Bills. It was just god awful. Oh, Bills are up next. Minnesota at Buffalo. This line has moved to minus six right now. Still no word on Josh Allen and whether or not he's playing at the time that we're recording this. 45. I think, because the Bills have Carolina next week. So regardless of how injured, like the extent of the injury of the elbow to Josh Allen, if the whole goal here is we've seen, Jeff, that the Bills have been very cautious with the guys that they're bringing back. Like they could have brought back Tredavious White potentially last week to play against the Jets. And they were like, you know what? We want to make sure he is 100%. Sort of like what Keenan Allen is trying to do for your team. Like, listen, I, I just oh. wait till I'm 100% so I can get back on the field. So I stop re-aggravating my hamstring, which is actually pretty logical. That I have a feeling that Josh Allen, he's a tough guy, although Tim would call him soft, that he's going to try to push through this injury and it's never going to get better. And it's going to detrimentally impact how good he is going to be a especially two months from now where, you know what? You might lose this game to the Vikings. Although if he doesn't play, you get a Case Keenum revenge game for the Bills against the Vikings in Buffalo. And then you got Carolina next week. If you can't beat Carolina with Case Keenum at quarterback, you weren't going to win the Super Bowl anyway. So if you give him the two weeks and he like, just give him the two weeks off. And then all of a sudden you can let him rehab his elbow. All of a sudden, I feel like you're just in a much better position if you're forward thinking about actually winning the Super Bowl. Do you potentially give up your chance of losing the one seed? Yeah. Then you got to win an extra game. If you're going to be good, then you should win the extra game anyway. I just worry that he's going to try to push through this and it's going to fuck them. Okay, just for clarification, um, because, you know, we're popular in the mafia region. 
It's it's Cleveland next week, not Carolina. Oh, is it Cleveland next week? Oh, sorry. Changes. Yeah, they don't. It's Cleveland and then Detroit on Thanksgiving. So those are their next three games: Minnesota, Cleveland, Detroit. Um, I don't think you're wrong, and I guess I do agree with your assessment that just you know the everything that's kind of built built up there in him. I don't think they're gonna let him sit. I don't think he's gonna let them sit in the same ridiculous way. I don't know how the Chargers didn't just let Justin Herbert sit week three. And this guy is worth more than more than Justin Herbert in 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 the league picture. Because um, here's the, here's the difference of here's why. Because it was so early in the season, you don't know how long it's going to be. I'm sure that Herbert tried to push through to play, but you're also trying to play catch up against the Chiefs. In this scenario, you play Keenum. Hell, sit him out on Thanksgiving as well against the Lions. Sucks for TV, but I mean, maybe you should be able to beat the Lions. That seems pretty sensible to me. And then you look at the next three games after that. So I'm sorry I misspoke about Carolina and Cleveland. I saw the C got mixed up. So Vikings, Browns, Lions. You sit him for all three of those games. They are still favorites in all three of those games. I'm pretty yeah, sure they'll go two and one. Yeah, you go. Go two sure. and one, and then you go Patriots, Jets, Dolphins with Josh Allen coming back. Like those are really the three games that you need to win anyway. Then you basically cruise to the division title if you go three and zero oh in those games. Like, I don't play play the long game here. I do not disagree. I guess because if the Bills just go to the the playoffs healthy, it doesn't matter what their seed is. Um, you know, certainly. So I don't disagree, and they've shown they can go to the very end and win, and worst case, you know, lose at the end in Arrowhead. Well, no, all they've ever proven is that they lose on the road in the playoffs. Their only playoff wins are at home. They don't win on the road. They can't be. They, case, beat, they can't be. Casey. They beat the Colts and the Ravens. They beat the Colts and the Ravens. Beat the Colts and the Ravens at home. Being, and Josh Allen being Patriots healthy is more valuable than being at sure. home. Like sure. that's okay. that's no, the no, argument I, I, that's I don't, making, I, and, and, and I don't dispute I'm on board. that. But you could jeopardize uh, the division. Miami and the Jets are right there on your heels. Yeah, he, he kind of just put that out there. Is yeah, you might jeopardize that, but you'll go play the just bring him back for the head to heads. Yeah, you bring, um, like you get these three weeks, and then the next three games are pay, lot, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins. If you have the healthy Josh Allen for those, you're basically double digit favorites in all of them. I think and they, if might, they go two I think and they one. Might lose. Uh, they'll probably go I, if with Keenum, they'll go one and two in these games. I don't think so. They might listen. They might go zero and three, and that would suck. They could go three and zero with Keenum in those games too. The whole zero and three would be sweet. <laughs> He's gonna play, and I'm gonna take the Bills. I'm gonna lay these points as you know the big Vikings guy. And even if people think they're not as good as their record, I can't even dispute that. But I'm hopeful that the that the Vikings with a new coach might just have their best football. Winning sloppy, maybe they can still win with their best football later in the year. That's someone with the Vikings' future. The Bills at home, I do not care. Anything under 10 should be a bet. Should be a bet. I know they beat the Packers by 10 and they didn't get the cover. The Pittsburgh game, they won by like 35. The Titan game, they won by 35. I think they win every home game by double digits. This one's under double digits. They're going to win. They're going to cover. And the Give next, me the Bills. And the next two games, at, at home against the Vikings, at home against the Browns, at the Lions on Thanksgiving, if you were wondering that way. If you want to bet the Bills, wait, because the Lions in real time has just dropped to five and a half. It's just until we know for certain which way it's going to be, that the line is just going to keep dropping. So uh, I like the Bills as well, minus six, Tim. So does the coin. No, the coin likes Minnesota, actually. It's got nothing to do with Buffalo. It's, got, it's a complete play against Minnesota. The Vikings just look so unimpressive. 
game after game after game. The only fear would be, uh, as the Jets showed late last week, uh, you can run right down the Buffalo Bills' throat if you want to. Uh, and if the Vikings decide to put the ball in Cook's hands and say, you're going to touch it 30 times today, and we're just going to grind the Bills down, I think that could be a very effective strategy to defeat Buffalo. But will Minnesota do that? I don't know. I got my doubts. Uh, I'll, I'll play Buffalo here. I think they win by a touchdown. Minnesota also is the Cowboys the week after, which is probably going to get like a Romo Nance. That's probably the game that CBS is protecting that got the Chargers Chiefs bumped to Sunday night. Uh, also, it is. Yeah, it is, Ameri- it is America's game of the week next week. Now, that's a Fox thing, but it probably or would whatever, be a Romo. Yeah. yeah, it would be a Romo Nance and probably the the um, pinnacle four o'clock game. You're right. And, yeah. yeah, I like the Bills. The Bills are going to win by double digits. If it's Keenum. It would actually set up a really good betting spot for Buffalo, like real life. Yeah. That, I mean, I like Keenum. Keenum's fine in terms of like overall backups. I would assume he's like, what, a top five backup in football? If Keenum starts, what's the number? For him. What's the number if Keenum starts? Vikings by one? Vikings by two? No, it'd be Bills by three and a half. If Keenum starts? As, as I'm saying, if Keenum starts, I don't think they're, I think they're at least a three point favorite in all three of those games with Keenum starting. Detroit, definitely. Yeah. And the other two games are at home. And the Browns are playing their backup quarterback. I don't know. What do you the think? The Bills, be, their first game with a backup. If Keenum plays, it would be my super lock. Uh, also, the but- best team in football playing the singular, playing a game with their backup. Uh, I would love it. I would love it. And I would you, love it. If you start Keenum the next two weeks, he gets double revenge games against the Vikings and Browns. <laughs> So keep that in mind as we go forward. So Buffalo for the three of us coin taking Minnesota. Paul, Bills fan, uh, are they getting anyone back on defense this week? Like is Milano playing? I'm not sure to be honest. Interesting. I wish I had answers, and but I don't. I love my team. I love my team. I have two children and a wife, so I have other things that are priorities that Tim does not. That video showing his behavior on Sunday, like I get is a big game and exciting moment. I don't know how Paul doesn't like elbow him in the side of the head when he's like literally acting like Warren from something about Mary watching the game in his like orange sleeve vest. Like what is, what is that? I don't even recall what I was wearing. Uh, you were told you looked like a fucking fly fisherman gourd. <laughs> That's what I was like. Did Tim just come from the boat? Like, and just make it in time for kickoff? How many? It's a little too chilly this time. Of oh, a ton. And now that we're into cardigan season, they'll continue to roll out week after week. Many, many cardigans. It's I feel bad look. for Paul. Like watching. There's this video. Paul's just sitting beside you, and you're just acting like a lunatic. He is. Man Paul had to hear to enjoy me. The game. Paul had to hear me all game. But you know what? Paul shows up with a Bills jersey on and multiple Diet Pepsis. He was <laughs> asking true. for a fight. He was <laughs> a- asking for a fight. I mean, that's main character syndrome, Tim. Yeah, Paul. You likes think Diet everything's Pepsis about you? I have Diet Cokes at home. I'm a Bills fan. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> You show up with a bunch of Diet Pepsis. You have oh, it has everything to do. I bring Diet Cokes into this studio. At one point, you look at me after you take a sip. You take a sip of your Diet Pepsi. You look at me and you say, I'm your worst nightmare so, today. The Bills fan <laughs> is wearing a... That's you true. did Bills, say that to me. The Bills <laughs> fan is wearing a Bills jersey and then drinking 
like one of two main diet soda drinks. Like what a coincidence. Yeah, but Paul just do, did it to at Tim because you know, everything needs to revolve around Tim. Tim is just very lucky that I didn't get his jet celebration on video because it was Paul. How would you call it? We're going to the Super Bowl. He took off running into the other room with these little steps. It was really weird. It's absolutely nightmare, nightmare fuel. Like it's it's not safe for the internet, is what you're saying. We better absolutely trounce them when the Bills play them at home, because I don't know if I'll live with myself if the Jets go two and zero against the Bills. What, what this if year. the Jets go two and zero against the Bills, but the Bills still get the one seed and the Jets miss the playoffs? That would be funny. There you go. I mean, there, the Jets defense is good. Credit where credits due. All right, Jackson, thank you, Paul. Jacksonville at Kansas City. Saxonville coming off a win. Don't see many of those. Chiefs are only favored by nine and a half at home. Seems strange. And maybe this was, I think we discussed this a little bit on the Sunday show, Tim, that it just seemed really weird that the, the Titans opened as 12 and a half point dogs in Kansas City. And maybe that was baked in because of the injuries at quarterback before they knew who was starting. And they thought that, hey, even if Tannehill plays, he's not going to be 100%, so we need to lay this. Or is this just a product of, you know, the advanced numbers think Jacksonville's pretty good? Well, that happens week after week. The advanced numbers tell us that Jacksonville is good, even though I see no evidence with my eyes to to call them a good team. The line is wrong. Uh, I I think that it's the, the Chiefs should win this game by by a couple of touchdowns. Uh, we're teasing the Chiefs down. They're another one of my teasers. Uh, we're bringing them down. I, I just I don't know. I look at this and I go. Tennessee ha- executed a perfect game plan to cover and almost beat uh, beat beat the Chiefs. Jacksonville doesn't have that in their repertoire. What uh, what Jacksonville does well uh, is not the sort of thing that will work against the Chiefs. They don't have the defensive ability to bottle up the Chiefs. I, I expect fireworks in Kansas City this week. Disagree. Uh, I think the Chiefs look ahead win- game. I think the Chiefs win comfortably, but I'm going to take the points here with Jacksonville, who I think will have no issue running the ball on on Kansas City. Uh, I think the game might be a little bit more of a slog than you're you're pointing it out to be. I just think it's a too many points backdoor. The Jags' ability to run the football um, should should keep them around, and I don't see the blowout that you're seeing, despite the Chiefs probably never being in fear of losing the game. And, you know, I love Mike Vrabel. I kind of wish the Chargers had a coach like Mike Vrabel. Um, I mean, there's, al- I there's always For- a chance. There's always a chance the Chargers could fire Staley and then sign like a Mike Vrabel lookalike from Vegas or something like that. And just put him on the team. Well, I, 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 doing fire, these days. they could fire Staley and hire Phillip Rivers tomorrow. I'd have no <laughs> issue with that um, one bit. But I don't understand for a coach that is literally on the record as saying he would cut his dick off to win a Super Bowl, which means I will do whatever it takes to win a Super Bowl. Um, To me, that sometimes implies that whatever I have to work with, I will do my best to work. How do I whatever talent I have to work with? I'll try to put myself in the best position to just win that football game. When that fourth quarter started, they still had that eight-point lead. They still had the football, and they should have done one thing: they should have, uh, they should have just gone like full army wishbone. 
Because at that point in the football game, if they just got their three and a half a carry with any of their running backs, mainly one of the best guys on the planet in Henry or that quarterback, they win the football game. Okay, but if they tackle Mahomes on third and 17, they win the football game. They kept giving the ball back right away. Eventually, Mahomes going to make the play. But it's third and 17. If they just tackle him on his run, which they should have, or tackle him on the touchdown, or tackle him on the two-point conversion, like they win the game too. So I, that's all fair enough. But I don't they know, had an opportunity yeah. to just like even change their stripe a little bit more when that fourth quarter started, and they would have won that game comfortably. And yeah. and Willis they is just... bad. That's that's what we learned a lot from that game. Willis is not good. Can't play. I mean, we we all just for the past sixteen months said the same thing about Justin Fields, and now apparently he is good. So. Maybe it just takes a little bit of differentiation and play calling. I don't think Vrabel's the right guy to completely change an offensive formula for a quarterback who does the exact opposite of what your starting quarterback does. Yeah, I don't blame Willis at all. It's an awkward spot. Prime time in Kansas City for a guy with as little experience as he is and as unpolished as he is. Uh, you know, and they came out of the gate throwing just to show Kansas City they w- could throw and would throw. And that worked for a little, and then they couldn't make another throw almost what seemed like the rest of the game. And Kansas City didn't have to protect any of it. Chiefs win comfortably, but the Jags uh, flirt and get the cover. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to go with the backdoor cover as well. Take Jags plus nine and a half. This is a fun matchup between the Jags, who over the past month have the third worst pass defense in football in Kansas City who has the fourth worst rush defense in football so maybe their best opportunity here is get up early so make sure that Jacksonville can't run the ball against you although they'll probably try to do that anyway Etienne's a big problem for them because he breaks off big plays just like Henry does sure not quite to the same extent but sure it's he does it in a different fashion. Like Derrick Henry's going to bowl you over and keep on yes. running but every single week Etienne's just hitting the holding gone He's just so fast. (laughs) He has to have a huge day for them to cover this spread. I just think if you look at it, there's like, I don't know. I just, I think there's a lot more outs uh, for, for the chiefs to cover than for Jacksonville. That's my opinion. And don't be afraid of Kansas city sleepwalking as well. Paul, what do you got? I was wondering if Tim would be able to tackle Travis Etienne in the open field. No, not in the open field. No, he would just give me a so shoulder Derrick shake. Henry, and be yes. Caught. Derrick Henry, yes. Derrick Henry, yes. I always said, down. I always said, not, I never said in the open field. I always said on a snap in a real game, you know, <laughs> at the line of scrimmage, like with linebackers, people around. Like he's going, trying Nobody to, blocked. you know, he's in the hole and I just like, what, what position are you in playing? The hole and stuff I the have run. to ask, what position are you playing in this circumstance? Middle linebacker. Really? Yes. Middle linebacker. Okay. So what you're so your new th- how you are now framing this is someone else can make the tackle on Derrick Henry and you can fall on top of the pile if no one else is around. No, no, and I've got to be credit. the one who makes the tackle. But oh my god! But like he, you know, he goes in the hole and I just uh, I, I make the tackle or I dive and he trips over me or something. I don't think we'd ever see you again. Four three defense or four five? Uh, four four three with me in the middle. Oh okay. wow, it's a lot of that's a lot of territory to cover, bud. Cleveland. At Miami, 
Miami is a three and a half point favorite now at home. This game opened at four, so shifting towards the Browns. 48 and a half is the over-under. I-, I wonder if this will be another game, Jeff, where Tim's with that includes the Dolphins for the second third straight week now. Or well, you gotta take the under because the Dolphins can't score points, and then they drop like 40 coming out. I think this might be my super lock, unless something else really pops out to me as we go along. With the way that the Dolphins defense is playing right now. I, I just can't – if it's more than three points, I'm taking the other team. I think the Dolphins just will continue to win by three week after week. They should have just won by three against Detroit a few weeks ago. And fortunately for you know, Miami backers, they were able to cover that spread uh, against the Lions. But I like what I've seen from Cleveland. They're coming off a of bye week. They're going to be able to run the ball uh, between Peoples-Jones and Joku coming back most likely – and Amari Cooper, I think they're going to be able to pass pretty well to keep up on the scoreboard with Miami. I think they're going to stop Miami a bunch, but hey, who cares? I'm going to take Cleveland plus three and a half. I was really surprised to see the way this line moved. Uh, and hey, we hit the Miami to win, Chicago to the Feinberg. cover. Little uh, Schmor- Schmorgesborg. Um, that, that's, that's called the Feinberg now. Do we yeah, have it again? Do we have a Browns cover and yeah, a Dolphins win this week for a Feinberg? I saw the four and thought that seems a little short right now. Uh, and then to see it move to three and a half. I, I like the four uh, as someone that was on Chicago and on Detroit, who, as you mentioned, Pat, you know, kind of felt like the right side in some respects. I'm going on, on Miami here. They're, they're just on such a roll. Coach is just calling things. Other teams can't keep up with Tua is just throwing such a nice, um, a ball. I, I don't know if they can avoid, I guess, the Miles Garrett situation. And I don't know. McDaniels keeps up the pressure. I don't. I don't know. I, I think Miami wins. They'll they'll cover here. Yeah, McDaniel likes to go for it. I don't know. Seems small. Don't love the game. Not going to bet it. But uh, I'm going to lean Miami for sure right now. Tim. Me too. I like Miami quite a bit in this game. Oh, Me yeah. Too. You're, you're just, Offensively, ju- you're, you're I expect just them. jumping. You were saying nice things what about Tua uh, taking Miami in games. We see what just you're doing, you wait till, wait, Just you wait till the hammer show. Oh, I really think that the Dolphins offensively should be able to score enough points to cover the number. Uh, the last time we saw the Browns, the Bengals just no-showed. Uh, and, and Cleveland, of course, played very well defensively. But I don't see Cleveland having the ability to shut down Hill and Waddle. I don't see Cleveland with the ability in that heat to being able to keep up. I mean, the only path to them covering and winning is that the Browns play the game they want, which is that they grind it out, that they control the clock, and they get some turnovers. Um, and I don't think I don't see it happening here. This is a game that might. This is a, a, a spot and a temperature and an opponent that this Dolphins team is built for. Uh, they're not built to play tough games in the cold, but they're built for this type of. This type of game. I, I expect them to, to slaughter Cleveland. I like them here. Uh, I don't know what... The the early temperature says it's going to be 80 degrees for this game. That's pretty darn warm. That's yeah. hot. It's not like 10... It's not like it was in the Bills game. It was like 100 and something. No. Yeah, no, that's I, not going to melt. Like, that's not going to melt them. That's not going to cause like, ins- like insane cramping or anything no, like no, that. No, it's not, but it's just, it's just an advantage that Miami has. And I like them. I really like them in this spot. Uh, I'm hold on. Loath to go against them often at home. It's on the road where it's better to sort of take a take a whack at Miami, and I, that's not here. Miami is notorious; like they do have that early season advantage. You come there in September, where it can still be a hundred, like close to a hundred, and you're wearing your darks, and that sun is shining on you. That's a real thing. 
I don't think that's I don't think that's a thing. Even Miami people acknowledge is still a thing in the middle of November. Maybe not. I just think like they'll just be more comfortable in what is certainly a heck of a lot warmer than it is at the Great Lakes. They're at home. They should be more comfortable. Um, yeah, I don't know. Should be a really fun. Yeah, me too. Fun I game. think this, this could be my. This main... could be the one o'clock this... big screen game. Like Miami is say. a fun game to watch. They're they're I... incredibly entertaining. They keep popping off the big plays. Even seeing Tua look healthy, it's entertaining to watch. I agree. I think this might be our principal game. It's either that or Buffalo, uh, or Jacksonville and Kansas City. Yeah, that's got a case too. But I don't know, like I don't know what your tell is on if you're being genuine. No, I am being genuine. I bet against it. I I pick against Miami when I think they're in a bad spot, like I did last week. I thought Chicago was getting too many points, and that Chicago was well equipped to take care of them uh, in Soldier Field. I don't like it this week. This is almost like you are so concerned about how good Miami looks that you are now pivoting from your other. He did it to the Bills last week. He's doing it to Miami this week. Just wait until next week. Right, the Jets are never going to lose another game except this game to the Patriots because they're so like the, good. Yeah. And if the Dolphins lose this game, you're going to come on Sunday night pretending it was such an obvious, like, bad, like, um, it was such an easy loss to foresee, I feel. Well, I really can't say that given what I've just said here. No, yeah. No non-flip-flopper John Kerry, a.k.a. Tim Andercast. <laughs> He believes I in feel the curse. really good about. No, I don't. You do. I don't. Yeah. Very I, clear. I, 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 I appreciate your learning to harness the curse. I get that. Miami is playing good football offensively. I think their porousness on defense is just not going to be taken advantage of by the Browns. And they have a soft sked. They're off next week. They're on bye. Then they get the Texans. Uh, like, well, this will. I, I don't want to say much more because this will. I, I don't. This is good SEO. For uh, the Hammer Show, maybe, but like the Dolphins are in a good spot right now. Well, you're going to take them over wins or something. What is it? Ten and a half. I'm not going to ruin that here. That wouldn't be very good. Uh, But I'm just gonna let's let's just say I this is a spot I really do like Miami. I'll tell you when I don't like Miami in a spot, but uh, this game isn't important, so Miami's going to play well. He feels so confident against you, Jeff, in this futures portfolio that he's building. Is that he's going to burn a pick trying to curse the Dolphins? That does seem like it. And I got to admit, I kind of evaluated my situation today and said, not bad. You know, Tim is probably going to be the better man in that contest, but I have to put my best effort on film. I have to put my best effort on tape. (laughs) I have to still give suggestions that I um, believe in. Like looking at the futures market, swinging for the fences now seems really hard. You know, the chalk in the markets are huge and the buyback, if you want to, you know, get risky is big, but it's like, I don't know. I don't believe in any of those scenarios. So I've just got to go to the market and just keep just, you know, do my best for my own, you know, tabulations, as opposed to thinking I now have to keep up with Tim and his wagon of um, a portfolio. Worth noting, over the past month per DVOA, Cleveland has a top five offense and a top five defense. Like they've been good, very good actually. They've been really good, and it's almost like they've maximized everything they can get out of Bursette. And sometimes you get frustrated when watching them, thinking like, "You should be happy with how well he's playing. Stop asking him to do more." <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, it's like, I- no, you've got like you've squeeze that juice and they'll just keep running the ball like 
you're putting him in unfair situations when you ask him to do too much when he's already exceeding what at least I thought he could would have done in September, if that makes sense. No, I'm with you on that. People want him to not only play as well as he has, but somehow take a next step like he's Geno Smith or something like that. But he's not. He's not as good as Geno. Not. Yeah. Chargers could have had him as their backup. They had him as their backup. Who? Geno Smith. Oh, uh, yeah. That was in the Rivers day. That was out of New York. That was out of the Giants. Yeah, it went from New York to New York to the Chargers, didn't it? He wasn't ready for for this yet. Well, how do clearly, you know? yeah, he had to mature for ten years. No, like I like have no idea. Line? But but on that futures thing, it's almost unfair. Like he's now the favorite in the comeback player market, which on that popularity contest, I guess is fair. But it's unfair because he played well last year when he played in in um, spelling Russ. So I don't even whatever. He's awesome. It's my favorite story in football is is Seattle, despite me not believing in them, at least, you know, long term for the season. Mr. Unlimited is at Tennessee. He's a three point dog in Nashville. Thirty eight and a half is the total here. I'm such a sucker. I'm going to take the fucking Broncos plus three by week. Russ looked better against the awful Jags. Oh, my God. How much money can I lose on the Broncos this year, Tim? Well, it hasn't been good for you. And, I mean, I'm torn here, too, because the Broncos are a very fluky team. I feel like they're going to be fluky in this game. That The Titans sort of gave a ton, exhausted themselves to stay with the Chiefs on Thursday night. And the Broncos sort of get to play them coming off a bye. They're kind of real lucky that they get the Titans in this spot. This is such a bad spot game for the Titans. I think the Titans are clearly a much better team. The books say that they're equal with the Titans only getting three in Nashville. But it's such a great spot for Denver. Super rested and as healthy as they're going to get against a Titans team, which just, like I said, is just used up after playing as well as they could play last week. I don't, I'm going to take Denver. I don't know. I'm curious about Jeff. These are Jeff's two least favorite teams. So I'm curious who Jeff is picking in this game. Uh, okay, uh, I hate picking Denver here. I hate it, but I'm picking them. Okay, let's go through this for a second, Jeff. Let me ask you, Denver versus the teams I'm going to mention, who do you think is better? Vegas or Denver? Denver, and before you start this, when Denver takes a week off, it's almost made me realize like we've kind of been so hard on Denver. Like it's almost unfair how hard we've been on Denver because some situations are actually worse. Like the Raiders should be getting almost way more heat than we ever gave Denver. Well, as Raiders fans in the comment section have started to note that Tim was very anti Raiders all last year and they basically pulled a Minnesota <laughs> won every close game and made the playoffs team was in on the Raiders this year. And now they're God awful, but yes, the Broncos do have three wins. Like they're not completely dead as of yet. They need to start winning games. This would be a big one for them to win. So you agree that the Broncos are better than the Raiders. How about the Colts? Yeah, they'd beat the Colts today. Oh yeah. The they'd Colts shut them and the Colts would get a field goal. Denver's could get nine points. Okay. I have no doubt. Washington. We saw Denver. that game. Washington or Denver. Yeah, the Colts beat Denver, by the way. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, nine I, six. Yes. Uh, I think it was twelve to nine in overtime, but that's twelve maybe. nine. Washington uh, or Denver? Washington. Really? Yeah, I like the yeah. 
That's yeah, a Washington's close fun. One. Yeah, close, but Washington's playing freer, and they're they're a better. Like I don't know, they're just a more entertaining and I think athletic team. Okay, but yeah. I see your point. I I concede your point. But how, the, that how about the Texans or the Broncos? Broncos, oh, Broncos, Broncos. So, so the Titans have beaten the Raiders by two, the Colts by seven, the Commanders by four, the Colts by nine, and the Texans by seven. And the most they've scored in those games is twenty four points. I mean, just covering, having them win by four or more just seems like a really arduous task against a Broncos defense, which is pretty good. That's why I'm with you. I, not this for the reasons you're describing, Will- but I'm with you. This line is saying Willis is quarterback, right? No, I think this line is saying Tannehill's quarterback. Oh, they hate the, 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 the Titans never get any respect on any of these lines. Remember, they were two-point dogs against the Colts, like, Week after week after week, the the the, the Titans are undervalued. And I don't but... hate the Titans, by the way. Yes, you do. Yes, no, you do. I don't hate them. No. The glee comes over you every time they they play poorly. I don't know no, why I... we have to play this charade here, where you pretend like you like don't hate the Titans. Yes, you do. No, I can enjoy. I can find humor in my personal life because of a friend when they lose. Um, but I don't hate. Like, yeah, I, I really hate Denver. That's true. <laughs> so who you take it? I'll take yeah. the Titans. If so you tell me this line game. is indicative of Tannehill playing, I'll take the Titans uh, at home. Okay. Houston at the Giants. The Giants are favored by six and a half. The over-under is 41 in this game. Xavier McKinney hurt himself in an ATV accident, and he is going to be out three to four weeks. He calls their defensive plays, but I was speaking to Ross Tucker earlier on the show that I do for Odds Checker, and I asked him that question. I was like, how much is it going to impact their defense, not just him being out, but losing your defensive play caller? He said, it would be far more problematic if this happened in-game. Teams are savvy enough to get this figured out because it happened during the bye week, but don't worry about that. You know, just worry about his loss of talent on the defensive side of the ball. I can kind of play this to one of two ways. Like, I can see the Texans winning this game, weirdly enough, because I don't believe in the Giants, sure. because the Giants give up. You know, they're not good at stopping the run. They give up a ton of yardage to the run, and that's all the Texans can do is run the ball. But that's the only positive thing they do. They can't stop the pass. They can't stop the run. Like, the Giants are a better team. Kind of torn on this. I want to take the Texans, but I can see Barkley rushing for 200 yards in this game. Okay, well, I'll take the Texans. I'll go first. I don't think I can ask the Giants to cover a touchdown spread, which is what I need them to do here. It's too many points. That's not the way that the Giants win games very close, getting good breaks and you know managing things effectively in the fourth quarter. I think it's just a leap too far to ask them to win this game by seven at home. I think the spread is too wide. I think it should be Giants by four and a half, uh, not six and a half. Uh, yeah, for all those reasons. Uh, I, too, am more skeptical of New York than than other people might be. And uh, I know the Texans are a bad football team. I don't care. Give me the Texans. The Texans are, per DVOA over the last month, Jeff, the worst team in football. I'm with Tim. He made a lot of points that I would make. Uh, it seems like the uh, the smart people in the room, this is one of their favorite games at the drop, was Houston taking back the full seven uh, even at the six and a half, I will join the um, what do you call it? The gigabytes, the databases. <laughs> I like Houston. I don't even. I haven't spoken to Pozzola this week. I like Houston uh, a lot. Also, it's funny as there are people that like perceive 
they're like that make jokes or send something to Paul like oh, Feinberg's rival like Pozzola. That's impossible. Pozzola is a good friend of mine. I've been the things I like say or jokes like I've been saying to him since 2008, hearing him fight with Cam daily about, you know, spreads or, or gut picks or narratives like that's all like that's just like a way of life. That's been part of my life since for the last 15 Years, I could never um, dislike Pozzola. He's my favorite professional gambler, too. We did find out about Rob this year is that he doesn't like stats or he doesn't like trends or narratives unless they agree with his pick, and then he's all in on them. No, he never liked that. <laughs> like, even going back, he hated that even before it was in vogue to hate trends. Like, I remember they put trends up on on the boards and he would hate them because they all mean nothing. You're talking about different coaches, different quarterbacks, different people. There are some, I guess, um, that are exclusive to like a coach and the core players on the team that maybe you can get some value in, but he's always hated those. I like Houston. Uh, we'll just keep picking on, on the giants here. This seems like too many points to Tim's original point. Giants by win winning by more than a touchdown. I'm not prepared for that, even versus the worst team in football. I'm going to take the Giants minus six and a half, despite the fact they have not. They've only beat one team. They beat Chicago by eight. So at least they've shown they can do it at least once. Paul, did you have something to say? Let me say this to quote uh, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever reached out to me and said that Pizzola is your rival. I don't know. I say things and then. Oh, there's like subtweets. Nobody's ever wrong. There's a lot of rivals that people reach out to me and carry your pigeon. Rob Pizzola has never <laughs> been one of them. We have a whole segment on the award show called Jeff's Rival. I don't think I have any this year. Oh, oh yes, you do. Why do you do? <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> do you not remember the things you said about Emmanuel Acho on Twitter two weeks ago? Yeah, he's on the list. <laughs> yeah. He's the current favorite. <laughs> Detroit at Chicago. The Bears are favored. They are not going to cash my worst team in football bet, and now I am deadly afraid of Justin Fields and this five and a half under that I'm holding on to. But we a bit too. Everyone's a bit too bullish on the Bears at the moment. Uh, you know they're not winning these games, so that's you know, good news for me. And it just feels like. Uh, I don't know. I, I worry about the Lions outdoors on the road. I don't know how their offense is going to look. I mean, their offense looked horrible against a bad defense indoors at home last week. And it just feels like Bears are flavor of the month. They're still not even getting the full three at home. Just There's something in me that thinks the Lions win this game. And I don't know exactly what it is, Jeff. But I feel like this line is weird. I don't like it. And I'm just going to blindly bet the Lions. Yeah, sorry, I'm blind. So what's our official line two on this a, one? Two and a half. Okay, I have totally agree with your ultimate premise that you were trying to make off the top. It feels like now there's been a total role reversal between the Lions and the Bears. People now like, you know, are just so in on, on the Bears. Uh, this could be my super lock. Detroit was my super lock last week. I might go right back to them. Uh, I know that's like a cam thing to keep riding the lions, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't agree with this one bit. And I feel like there could be some threes out there by the time this thing gets serious. Give me, give me the lions. This is just a total 
public perception flip on the Bears. I am not buying into that, despite, like everybody, really enjoying what they've done. That was really fun to see Justin Fields, what feels like, separate himself from that quarterback class. Uh, I don't know what Tim's argument on that might be. We, but, we did it. We all ranked fields. We did that on Sunday night. We all had fields yeah. at number one. I mean, and that's just like four weeks worth of watching that. That's how much it took for one quarterback from that draft class to elevate himself above everyone yeah, else yeah. was three good games made, in a row. <laughs> he has probably made the like four best plays from that class in the last the six weeks. So there, I guess it is his, uh, I, and it feels like he can be a dominant fantasy player in the same way maybe Hertz was like down the stretch or a lot of last year. Um, yeah, I'm all in on that, but not for this win, not for this role reversal. Uh, and that comes from someone who wasn't buying the Lions hype at all in the offseason and have under six and a halfs and even have a re-up on that giggling as people were watching hard knocks and thinking something was going to be different there. They will beat the Bears Sunday, though. Could be a super lock. Yeah, the weird thing with the – I mean, I had money on the Bears last week, and he is – Justin Fields, at least lately, because I had money on him against the Patriots as well. Just a super fun guy to have money on. Feels like you're never really out of it. But, you know, when you're you know a nine-point underdog or hell, even a five-point underdog, that's different than actually winning these games. And it's not like Detroit, some you know fantastic team you know, that that wins all the time. But now you have to win by three, as Jeff said. It probably gets to three. Then they have to win by four. Just a lot for a team that Tim. Their defense is bad, like really bad. <laughs> it's extraordinarily bad. Uh, I like the Lions too, and I'm teasing them up. I, I think it's a good teaser as well. Uh, play them uh, through a couple of key numbers here. It's a divisional game. I expect it to be played very closely. Between two teams where I think you guys hit the nail on the head. The Bears are now being over uh, trumpeted for games. They're not even winning, by the way. Like, yeah, you know, they played well against Dallas and Miami the last two weeks. They lost both of those football games. They lost so, to Dallas by like 30. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it, right? They scored, yeah, they scored a bunch of points, but they gave up a hundred points to Dallas. They gave up a bunch of points to Miami. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it could be a very interesting game. Uh, 48 and a half seems a touch high to me, I have to say. Against the two, like like the two worst defenses in the league, basically. Yeah, but I did the Bears. The Lions aren't scoring a lot recently either, right? Like the Lions scored 15 points against Green Bay. They got shut out earlier in the year. Like it's not, it's not like the Lions are week after week ripping off huge numbers. Um, now, I, 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 played... I, I don't know if this is some sort of like, I don't know how this works when you say this because two weeks ago, and Miami was the key one involved in it, but Miami played these two teams the last two weeks. And then you said for sure under when they played the Lions. That was way over. It was the highest scoring game of the week. And then last week you said you loved the under with Chicago and Miami. And that was way over by like halftime. So now that you're saying this game's going to be way under, is it going to be like 3 nothing or 95 to 90? No, no, not way under. I'm just looking at the number and thinking I'd like, I think it's going to be like it'll be 44 points scored in the game, not 48 and a half. Okay. I think it's a, a touch high. Anyway. I like the Lions, maybe not quite as much as you guys do, but I like them, and I like to, I do really like them teased up. The Bears are either going to lose this game and it will set them back, or they might be that team that like wins seven of its final eight games or something like that. They they have they reek of that team. I hope yeah. not because they have us next, in a couple of weeks. Oh man, it's not going to be fun watching Justin Fields run past everybody. We'll tell you that much. No, no, but the Jets Jets have good tackling so. Not according to you last week when 
when Josh Allen was running into the end zone. In a couple of instances, they had some. They did. They didn't tackle Allen effectively. But uh, yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. How many early games are there? One, a bunch. two, three, four, five, Eight. six, seven. Oh, and we can actually get them all on the TVs because New Orleans at Pittsburgh was nope. New Orleans yeah. at Pittsburgh was the the prime candidate to go to the laptop or just not watch it all. I picked correctly last week. No Carolina Cincinnati on the TV, and I'm glad we didn't watch that. We got everything nope. we need to know from the red zone from that one. <laughs> the, the Steelers are. I too- didn't know what's that. I'm sorry. I was saying our our laptop game was the Patriot game, so I feel like we we felt like we made the right call. Oh, no, it was fun watching Ellinger just do absolutely nothing because I had a bunch of Patriots. Sack after sack after sack after sack. Uh, So the Steelers are two-and-a-half-point dogs at home in this game. Forty-and-a-half is the over-under. It's a short week for the Saints, who look terrible, against the Ravens. Against the Steelers coming off a bye, obviously they lost Claypool, but you get an off week to really ingrain Pickett into this offense and really come up with a new scheme specifically for him and tj watt might be back this week i like the steelers plus two and a half at home yeah i don't understand the number and i got it wrong on sunday night because i didn't understand the number i think pittsburgh should be favored i like pittsburgh i'm teasing the steelers up too um i think uh yeah i I, i'm a picket believer i think he's he's got some real skill having that week off is huge the saints looked abysmal uh, again, this uh, last uh, on Sunday, like they were never in the game last night. Like they were out of it pretty early, <laughs> and it was clear they were never getting back in it. Uh, it was dreadful. I, Andy Dalton is not going now on the road on a short week in Pittsburgh and winning a game against them in the bye. The, the number is wrong. I mean, it's it's almost so wrong that you could understand taking New Orleans because it seems absolutely just bizarre to lay what is nearly a field goal with the Saints on the road. I don't, I can't justify it. Give me Pittsburgh. Tease them out. Jeffrey? Yeah, I don't see Watt coming back for this game. They've yet to even designate him to um, return. But I have seen some of those rumblings that you are seeing. It does feel like the line is so weird that to pick the Saints, you're almost going a, like just for the sake of trying to bet against a weird line. I mean, let's not, let's not pretend like the Steelers are any good. They're fucking terrible. But so are the Saints. Off a of buy, off of what people watched last night. Yeah, and the line didn't move after the Monday night game. It's been two and a half the entire time. Sorry, I'm going to like a, an attack here. Uh, I'll take the Saints, but this game reeks. I have no real opinion on it. At some point, they got to play Winston, do they not? I don't know. You sure? Just start Taysom Hill. Like, can Lattimore get healthy for once? I mean, Thomas is probably out for the year. Landry keeps it, it, the rumors on Landry every single week are, yeah, he's going to play. And then we get to the game. It's like, oh, no, no, he's not playing. So I assume he's out for the year at this point. Like, why even think that he's going to be there? <laughs> so now you got you Cus, two of Cus' favorite fantasy players of all time, Marquez Calloway and Traquan Smith, to try to help out Chris Olave and Camara. Like, it's tough, tough treading out there. But like, Pittsburgh's bad. I don't think we can. I don't think we can overlook that. There's a the reason that they are two and a half point dogs at home is because they're fucking terrible, or at least have been. So that's why the line is how it is. At least New Orleans won some games. But yeah, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, midway point of the show. Fun times. That means it's a mini version of Cust Corner. Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes He should be President of the United States But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner Cuss Corner, <laughs> So I want to talk about Twitter and Eli oh. uh, Sorry, and Elon uh, You want to Elon talk about Musk Twitter because... and Eli Manning Or Eli from There yeah. Will Be Blood, which one? I drink your Milkshake. I Don't am the bully me, Patrick. I am the third revelation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Twitter and Musk because, honestly, as an observer, it, it's hilarious to me. Uh, but the only thing that's annoying me is all the people saying, oh, well, now you can go ahead and buy your verification. I don't want to buy a verification, <laughs> I don't need a blue check mark. I'm not jealous of blue check marks. I don't need them. I don't crave that type of uh, attention and that type of uh, reassurance and credit to need to have a blue check mark on Twitter. I don't have one. I was denied. I, I, I'm pretty sure I applied and was denied. I'm trying to think how that happened. I can't remember now. You were so you were so jealous jealous when Garyan got his blue check mark. Well, just you know, why did Garyan get it, not me? It didn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, nah, if anyone's going to get it, it should be me. It's like giving it to guys like Mullins, who's a nobody, and to Garyan, who, like, Garyan's a great guy, but, like, I have more followers than Garyan. I, I, I have more followers more... than you. Wouldn't that make me more deserving you than could, you? You? You, you could be verified anytime you want it to be. No. You choose not to be verified. That's different. Uh, but, like, what he's doing with selling verification for $8 a piece and, like, 
trolling people on Twitter. Uh, you know, he tweeted out today that Twitter's never had more users than it's had right now. Like, a lot of people are saying that it was a $44 billion waste of money, but I don't know. I think this might actually really work out for him. The way I'm looking at it, like, he's brought Twitter back from being sort of a realm of irrelevancy that only a few people are going on, but, like, it's not that popular. I think he's breathed a lot of air into Twitter. It's become, like, a very fascinating and interesting place to be. Uh, Bezos wasted a lot more money on Thursday night football, maybe than Elon wasted on Twitter. I don't know. That's a that's a thesis I'm I'm, I'm considering uh, here. Well, here's the issue. Now that you've cursed poor Elon, he's going to lose all of his money, and Twitter's going to go like you know, somehow explode from the source, and we'll never have it again. You know, my revenue streams are down, and but that's the whole key here. Is like, what are besides this eight dollars a month thing that he wants to bring in? <laughs> what are the revenue streams of Twitter? This has always been the big thing with Twitter. How do you actually make money off of it? At least there is a tangible way when you kind of reference Thursday night football. Yeah, the Thursday night football games have been bad. It's probably worth. 5x whatever Bezos paid for those games to be on Amazon because now people have to go buy Amazon in order to watch the games. Like there's a very tangible way to make money off that. And once they have their Amazon Prime accounts, Jeff, then they can just start ordering more things off Amazon. Like how do you even make money off Twitter? I have no clue. I have will have no issue if um well, a couple things. I'll have no issue if like politics obsessed people leave Twitter. And it's just left to us, like sports. they're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're, they'll be the last people hanging on. But I'm just saying, I these don't are know. like I don't, all the I people who get... said they were leaving Twitter to go to Truth Social. They, <laughs> Twitter they were, to me they is still going. fabulous. It's still fabulous. I don't get caught up in a lot of that stuff. I would happily pay eight dollars if it means if what he says is true and that would eliminate bots and interacting with them, I would, I would happily pay a hundred dollars a year. Then who would you fight with? I don't know. I don't need to fight with anybody, but you fight with bots exclusively. So that'd be great. That's exactly why I don't have your willpower. So I'd <laughs> happily pay a hundred dollars to get rid of those fights. And, and not, but I, I've noticed an influx in the sex bots are back. Ooh, uh, sex bots. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, yeah. Um, the gamble which bots are better are than live bots, yeah. which are yeah, having well, a sex bot flirt with you is way better. Are than the li- are the live, live bots? Bot. Are the live bots more action, uh, active though? That's the main question. Yeah, no, I th- Tim, I think we need your power rankings of these three bots. What's your favorite to least favorite? Sex bot, live bot, or those like weird gambling bots. Fixed that just... game bot. What, what's, the, what's the other fixed one? Fixed game. <laughs> yeah, fixed games. Yeah, these games are rigged. Give me money through yeah. Western Union so I can bet on them. <laughs> those those are all insufferable, except for the live bots, because I know how much Jeff loves to argue with them. Uh, so it makes me happy to see the live bots. Uh, they're not, the live, they're not bots. live bots aren't hurting anybody. Uh, live bots are just stupid. No. The live bots coming on Twitter in the summer of 2022 <laughs> to defend live golf is crazier to me than Ron Washington telling us in his late 60s he tried cocaine for the first time. Like, I don't understand. None of that makes any sense to me. You 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 avoided this cesspool that is Twitter for so long, and then in the summer of 2022, you felt the need to join Twitter to talk golf. 
That's crazier than me to me than a guy who played with Tim Raines telling me in his 60s it was the first time after making it his whole life he finally had that urge to to in, to to put cocaine up his nose in his late 60s or however old he was. Maybe he was just poorly influenced by Josh Hamilton. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But um, do we think that this that Musk that this is going to work for Musk? Yeah, I mean, I th- there'll be something big that happens not involving Twitter, not involving Elon, and then everyone's just going to stop caring about it. Then he'll Elon likes to be in the news here. Now he kind of controls some of the way that we see the news in a way. So I don't know. I think he's just going to start doing outrageous things. Like if he wants Twitter to succeed and make money, like he's got to let Trump back, like sooner rather than later. Apparently, Trump has an Does, announcement to make. Is that tonight? I think it's like oh, no, on the 14th. Today. Oh, next, yeah. On the no, 14th, people people uh, are surmising Monday. that he may be making his return I, to Twitter. I, oh, I thought that it was the 14th he was going to announce that he's running for president. Yeah, that's probably I saw more that likely. on Newsmax. So. Yeah. There you go. I was looking. <laughs> I was. I was Jeff, I was, looking, I, was, I was looking into this guy that I used to work with who I hadn't heard from in ages. So I clicked on his name. Turns out he's a writer for Newsmax now. And that's how I heard that Trump is going to announce on the 14th. Newsmax isn't like hardcore, uh, right? Because they let Chris Cuomo do their primetime show now. I feel you seem to know a lot Tim's about about Newsmax. Ha- yeah, I was gonna say, don't get me started on, don't don't get me started on the Cuomos, Jeff. But I'm pro. Sorry, I was pro Elon buying Twitter. That didn't bother me at all. But I had some people like write me that. You know, I'll be uh, me and my family will be forced into a single one bedroom apartment in Tel Aviv because of this. Take take that uh, what you will. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! But I I don't know. I don't listen. I'll never drive a Tesla unless they're the only thing available to drive. And I certainly ain't ever gonna take a leisure ride to space. But I have the I would love to go to space. I have the and I'd love to own a Tesla for the guy. Um, to own so a I Tesla. I have no issues with them buying the 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 platform. Like I think Teslas are really cool. Oh man, I'm pro Tesla. So you are you're you're pro Elon, and this is going to be successful. Now you're pro Tesla. The poor guy's going to have like no money left here. I'm very week. and I'm very pro. But it is. I is there not irony in? The left now despising maybe the greatest environmentalist of our time. Like the guy made the electric car mainstream. Yeah. You, you would but have you see that you, you would have he doesn't to th- have all their values. Yeah, no, no, you, you would he's have, the worst person on earth. You would have to think that like the left as you're talking about them have any sense of irony to begin with. <laughs> no, none. Like, I'm enjoying I again you know, it's you know it's unhealthy to enjoy quote unquote liberal tears, but like to see them having like freakouts on Twitter as if Twitter's real life. And as if like anything is happening other than like Musk is right now, just sort of like loosening the reins a little bit uh, because, Oh no, now we can't attack people who tweet things that we don't like constantly anymore and get them thrown off Twitter. Uh, this, this obviously is not a very good platform. And we need to create this thing called what I can't I can't remember dinosaur. Or I think I think it's I think it's mastodon, which is like I mean I don't I don't is know. It, what is it, is it just it. is it just truth social for the left? It can I be. admit something? Sure. I oh, no. I have a Rumble account only because what's Rumble? The guy, 
I don't know. It's one of these like alt-right Is platforms. What, when, you're, but, when you're watching Newsmax, did they advertise it so you signed up for it? No, it's only because my favorite curator... Jeff was reading about it on a 4chan. Uh, oh, I shouldn't even... Have, if you're not going to let me say why I'm there... And I'll let you say it. I'll let I'm you there, say it. Because that's just a bad look to be there. That's where they post but, the Chargers press conferences. I get it. I wish <laughs> I'd be on any... I, the types of platform I would go to if they actually did that, I would go. There's not a platform <laughs> that I wouldn't go on. I don't. I don't care. I'd even lie about like my statuses in life if it got me onto that platform. Uh, I have a Rumble account because my favorite curator of of classic Stern bits that Howard Stern bits that I like um, got kicked off of YouTube and and went over to Rumble and. You can do anything and avoid copyrights, I guess, over there. So that's why I have a Rumble account, but it's incredibly alt right. But that's the only thing I'm on over there. I promise. That and Patriotic Pepe. Who? Don't you remember Patriotic Pepe? He was the guy, the account that tweeted at Trump every time Trump tweeted. Was like, good job, boss. <laughs> and and then, then, then that other account got started, the Tim Andrecast one that would always tweet that at you every time you tweeted. Oh, it was terrible. Just terrible. That was just... But I have no issue. Like, people, the demise of Twitter? Sure, Twitter's not going going anywhere. Like, sure. Twitter is great. Like, I don't care if all these people want to cry and complain. As long as that's where Schefter and Rappaport and Woj drop his bombs, and that's where we engage in, in, like, the sports and... Like, I don't care. They they can turn that thing into whatever we... They want. People can go and claim they're going to these other platforms... I don't think the people that I have great uh, positive Twitter experiences with are going anywhere. So I'll be there, ride or die. I, I would say less than 1% of people will quit Twitter, if that. Of course. Twitter's not going anywhere. No, but it's it'll, just, it's been exactly thoroughly enjoyable to see. Musk is one of the very few people in the culture who doesn't hew to completely conventional sort of leftist opinions. And so the fact that he's got his hands around one of the instruments of culture, Twitter, uh, people on the left who aren't used to somebody who doesn't think all the same things they think, uh, having some control over something in the culture, they can't abide it. But Twitter... Sorry, keep going. Yeah, like Twitter's not that huge, but like they love it. Uh, and they've been able to use it uh, effectively uh, as well. So it's just as enjoyable to see somebody. Like, it's not like Elon Musk is some arch conservative. He isn't. But 90... the fact that he's not a leftist is enough to send some people into a tizzy that he might have some control over some lever of uh, of culture. Ninety nine percent of people use Twitter for the most like basic function. Of like course. if there is a. If they think an earthquake just happened where they live, they just use it to search and can get some instant information. Oh, my God. Like, they're not on it all day. They're not cultivating a feed like a lot of us. Yeah, they're not up at 4 a.m. in a posting war. Are you talking about me? No, I'm not talking about you, but there are people that do that. Okay, because I like to think at 4 a.m. I am sleeping. No, 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 no. Like most of the people that follow me on there are, have done it over the past like 10 years because they wake up on Sunday morning and want to ask me one start sit question for fantasy football. Like, and they have like the five people they follow, they ask them the question, and that's all they use Twitter for. And that's more indicative of the average person who uses it rather than, like you said, people are just terminally online. But people who are terminally online, 
I mean, I think it does polarize you whichever way that you want to lean to begin with. But like, just people are just unhealthy at some point. It's extraordinarily I, unhealthy. I agree. And that's why for me, that's why you went to rumble. No. <laughs> Just imagining no, like an article, Jeff. I, I agree. Like, but I would also yeah. Pat Pat Mayo Pat Mayo experience welcomes multiple alt right guests. Show canceled. <laughs> I, I, that's tomorrow's headline. Sunday Night Live, including Rumble guest Jeff Feinberg. <laughs> R- Rumble Truth number one. It'll be Jeff. Am... He'll, he'll, his new Twitter name will be Jeff Feinberg American Flag. I would have no issue paying for a premium service of Twitter. No, like my... no, 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 no. We don't want that. Listen, if you want to pay the eight bucks to get for a month to get verified, like what? No, I don't care about verified. Now, I don't. I, yeah, but I, bots. I, I, but. Listen, I don't want people to have to pay f- to Twitter for a premium experience in order to use it because part of the fun of Twitter, yeah, you're going to have the shitty parts where you have the bots and the fake news and, pe- and people just propagating just the worst of the world, but it's also the way to interact with everyone. Like, don't make this a classist thing. Like, some people can't afford eight bucks a month. Some people don't want to spend eight bucks a month, but I want to interact with those people and hear from those people at the same time. Agreed. I just mean I would I will pay, I would pay for a like in the same way I pay for YouTube Premium. I I don't know. I just it gets rid of ads. I I like it more. It's I had it a bit, and now it's something that I don't cancel because I I don't mind it and I like it, and I don't need to see these annoying, um, promoted tweets either. Like I don't know. I would have no issue paying into the system. That doesn't mean everyone else has to. And I'm certainly not paying for a check mark. I don't care to pay for a check mark. I couldn't just make a check mark appear by following a few steps or making a, a contact or two, probably like Pat could, but I have had people instruct me how to go about doing it. And the first step, I don't even want to go there. Like they're like, well, for starters, you got to give you your like, take your picture. Yeah, you got to get your and make it a real one. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, no, like I don't even care. Yeah, I think to maybe change. that's what happened to me and why I didn't get verified. I think I was trying to go through the process, and like I wouldn't give up a driver's license photo or something and maybe that's why i got declined no i never even started the process it was already like yeah or maybe i did yeah maybe i declined my i could have even declined myself maybe that's how it happened and it wasn't even why an I of, didn't. it wasn't even an official process it was just somebody who has who's like very in the wherewithal of this saying like hey listen if you're interested in actually getting verified because that could help you these are the steps you should take. And I didn't even like care to go through with step one because it meant putting a real picture up. And I'm like, nah, I don't care. Yeah. People got me so mad about this conversation. You watch. Why is that? At you too, not me. People love me. <laughs> I don't think so. I think the demographics of this show will find will be relatively sympathetic to what they'll we've be mad that I'd be willing to pay eight dollars or they'd be mad that I don't hate Elon Musk. What? What will they I mean? Oh, I don't oh, know oh. this, but I would say the the ad the average leaning of the people who watch this show are right down the middle. There's a very centrist uh, I, group I, of people. That I, watch I the would show. I would tend to agree, but you have to remember there are very few people who are actual centrists. No, but I mean that means a predominance of the people who watch this are either center left or center right, and that means that they aren't going berserk because Elon Musk owns Twitter. But I think the people that watch this show also use Twitter for the same reasons we all like Twitter and that sure. it's an amazing sports um, resource. 
And yes. I don't even if politics wants to go somewhere else. Sports guy's not le- fantasy guy. We're not leaving Twitter. No chance in hell. Yeah, like and I, if it- I, I've toyed around with some of the other platforms and how to like communicate my information. And like, look, what's Rumble like? I, that I don't know. But like, I've tried. To, like, I've I've tested on Instagram and I've tested on TikTok a little bit, and just I don't find that. And people will say that the worst click through rate that you're ever gonna get is on Twitter. But I, maybe it's just because that's where people follow me, and I've always been following me there for over a decade. And that's where they know to get the information from me. I think that's the hardest part of all of this. If you're Schefter, if you're Woj, kind of thing, and there is a mass exodus, which I don't believe is gonna happen. Like, where do they go to? Would be my question. I, I remember know. being Whatever. forced on Twitter by my boss at the score in like 2008, and I was forced on. I didn't want to do it. So I don't know. I'm not good at those questions because I don't like adapting to anything. In technology, I'm usually, you know, like ahead of Tim, but I'm on the later adopter scale. So I wouldn't even know. I, I'm turned off by any change. Does everyone just ironically go back to Facebook? That would suck for me. Yeah, it would not be fun. Although my my great aunts would always see all the content that I would post. So that's it. You can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash the PME. I don't know who monitors that account, but someone posts all my stuff. So it's really you nice say to you see. You can't find your work on sports or gambling? You used to be able to find my my. <laughs> that's that's what I used to have to do when I first started. Would go into gambling on Twitter or on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook. In, in that group and just post in there. That's how I got my first following. <laughs> They banned you. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what you get for posting every single thing that you do. It worked, though. <laughs> but, like, do you guys believe the guy spent $44 billion in a troll? Yes. Like, when that's you ha- yes, the definition of having FU money, right? That's so much more than FU money. Yeah, it's a risk, but you know what? I, I'm all, Musk is a genius. When it comes to the markets, and I don't see is him he, failing. Is he more of a genius than Robert Sala, as you proclaimed, who was also a genius on Sunday? When it comes to what he's doing, Robert Sala is a genius. Do you he's also a master that, mo- motivator, you, and he's a fantastic defensive uh, coordinator. Do you also think that Jimmy Wichard is a genius? At Smashems. <laughs> All right. I don't, what was your cuss corner thing even anyway? This? Twitter? Yeah, and I don't know what these bleeding hearts who actually benefit from Twitter. And I feel like as Paul, I want to say, pointed out, like, like your Twitter is a source of people in interacting with you and buying your products and hitting your link. Like, I don't know why these people are so uptight about eight dollars a month. It's, I don't think it's the $8 a month that they're uptight about. I think it is, and I feel like they've given out too many of these blue check marks anyway. I think the issue that people have is that random people are just going to be verified now. So, I mean, regardless of how you oh, think... Oh, no, only we super elite no, should be no, allowed no, to be verified. No, see, I, I highly disagree with that, because if I am going to, let's say, to try to get news on something, if random guy, Jeff, as you mentioned, logs onto Twitter to find out information about an earthquake, if I see that someone is talking about the earthquake that is like a reporter somewhere at some news agency and they have the blue check mark, I am far more prone to believe that person about whatever information in the news is happening, rather than some random who could be just talking about whatever, and now that they're verified, now I have to go through an extra step to figure out if this is real or fake. 
No, I agree. I don't like that. Like normal people can just get verified for paying <laughs> the eight people. bucks. And my interest in the eight bucks isn't even about the blue check mark. Um, because I I could care less about like, like, that. Like just, how how long is it going to take? You know how people used to people still, even though the blue check mark isn't there, get fucked over by like fake Adam Schefter accounts of or Woj accounts with trades, yeah. and like they're not even looking for the blue check mark. Yeah, imagine that you, is a risk. Imagine you can verify. People... Imagine if you can verify yourself, change your name, tweet that out, and they're like, oh, how would they know? Yeah, but they That's Elon a... did come out like I believe it was like yesterday and said that if you have that blue check mark, like you lose it forever then if you new, if you impersonate account if you impersonate yeah i know but if you have an account with say like forty five thousand followers you're going to lose that account if you impersonate with uh with a blue check yeah, but why would you ever do it from your forty five thousand person account why would you do it from your 10 person because nobody will actually believe that they unless believe they're people a complete incel zero follower account no people. The all real, people see people are like the key Tim. is they having headlines an, and they like, move on lots of followers I think Paul's on to something. And plus, you know, I mean, other people would say just because someone from the New York Times reports it doesn't make it true. No. Like, and, they're, and, and look, they're in and, the business of, like, or, like, people, like, the New York Times, the Washington Post, or wherever, like, maybe their reporters aren't always getting it right either. So, like, that doesn't mean that I need to take it as gospel just because it came from a verified source. So what you're saying, and are you talking about, like, reporters or opinionists on this? Everything I'm saying, uh, there are people who are already their default is a s deep suspicion of what a mainstream journalist might report. So they would say to you, "Well, we already have no trust." Yeah, they can say what, what they can say whatever they want. They're being kind of crazy about this. Of course, people are going to get things wrong. But if I want to know about, let's I guess the, the earthquake's a perfect example. Like, what's the uh, what, is KTLA the the main news station in LA? I think so. Is yeah. that the one? I would probably want like if the chopper guy is out there and he's in the thing, and I know that it's him, and he's verified. Well, if he's out in the air and he can see what's going on, I would tend to believe that guy, and I'd want to make sure that was him before just believing anything that's going on. Well, it depends. What does he think penguins are real? <laughs> well, anyway, this is the way some people think, right? It's like it, they, it sounds like the way that you think. Is, is, this, is this the no. way that you think? No, it's not. But there is a default distrust amongst a lot of people of the media to begin with, so they don't see this idea of various people in the media losing. Or, or other people gaining the same stature as people in the media who might be dishonest as any difference in reality to what we already have. And I would push back on that. I don't think that that's true. I, I think I would be on your side as well. But I'm just giving them the, that giving that case up there. You're giving, there you're giving like a conspiracy theory case. <laughs> not, not quite a conspiracy case, but just that they're they're already biased in a particular direction. So there's already a suspicion. All right. Let's get to the late set of games. We have, oh my god, India. We have to watch this one. Oh man! At least there's enough foot. At least there's enough football games this week that Jeff won't sit courtside at a basketball game. He'll actually watch. Uh, the, he'll actually watch the NFL this week. Colts at Vegas. <laughs> Vegas is favored by six and a half. Forty-two and a half is the over/under. Have I laid out for you my case that Jim Irsay is a genius yet? I mean, no, I think I can, I know you well enough to know what your argument's going to be, but why don't you tell the peoples? Well, Jeff, do, do you have any idea what my argument's going to be? I could probably guess it, and I don't think it's as crazy as people are making it out to be. These interim coaches never get the real job. Look at what Rich Bisaccia did last year in Oakland. He couldn't even get the real job, okay? So what, so what do you, guys, hold on, hold on. What do you think my, my argument's going to be? 
that it's just someone he trusts. Okay. And it's a dead like it, Tim, get what do you, someone you tru- Tim, what trust. Tim, what do you think? Oh, but this is great. This is great energy and attention for the team and also a tryout for Saturday who he'd actually like to be his head coach. And Tank to see if maybe. he can actually do it. Jeff hit it. This is fucking Sam Hankey with the 76ers. They saw they Jim Ursay knows Indy sucks. Just like we've been saying all year, Indy sucks, but here's the problem. They had too many decent pieces, and then they kept winning games. If you look back at what they've done the past few years, they brought in Matt Ryan, they brought in Wentz, they brought in Rivers, and what's got them? Fucking nothing. Mediocrity, the worst spot you could actually be, these 14th, 17th overall pick. Hey, they even made the playoffs once. Great, they lost in the first round. Thanks for coming out. With Ryan... In that division, there was a chance that they were going to go 6-10-1 or 7-9-1 and whatever and have the 10th pick, the 11th pick. No, 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 no. We need to get Matt Ryan out for a guy. I don't know how they found a guy who was fucking 10 times worse than Matt Ryan, but they did. And now he's starting at quarterback. If they actually wanted to win games, they would be starting Nick Foles if Matt Ryan is hurt. But no. They're not going to do that. Jonathan Taylor keeps popping in and out of the injury report now. Let's, let's not play him. Frank, right? By all objective measure, he's a pretty good coach. Probably doesn't deserve to be fired. We need to get rid of him. He might be a bit too competent. Throw the OC out with him, too. Let's bring in this guy who's never coached before. They're trying to tank because they've had these shit veteran quarterbacks. That's all they can get for the past three years. It's gotten them nowhere. They need to roll the dice and get a stud at quarterback. This is a quarterback heavy class at the top. If you can't guarantee yourself a top five pick, you're not going to get one of them. And I think that Ursay knows this is a way to do that. I agree. And even getting six or seven, maybe you could trade into four. It's a lot easier than from 14. And that would have been my follow-up point to it's multi-layered. There's 100% the realization there that their now way to get the quarterback is through the draft and not play the game they've been playing. But also these interim coaches, they're just lame duck. They're just lame duck. They're temporary and let me put a guy in there that I absolutely trust for whatever reason. And, and maybe it's fair. Ursay and him have a relationship where he just trusts them, bring him right into the center of my organization. And I trust him and he'll give me all the feedback I need in terms of going forward instead of somebody who's already there. And as Ursay put it, which kind of seems silly is um, afraid to coach because of analytics in some weird um way but i i totally agree and i'll follow it up by acknowledging that the current structure of picking coaches seems 50 50 at best so i don't have any issues with this wild card approach the chargers have a head coach who's got minimal nfl experience in the big picture compared to other people who have gotten head coaching jobs before and he's unprepared to start every single football game but he likes going for it on fourth downs so the gigabytes love him this is great news. I see Twitter absolutely killing all the people I follow. Just absolutely killing this. But they're the same people, Tim, who are like, I could be an offensive coordinator. No problem. The same. <laughs> and the same people calling Jim Ursay an idiot and a loser and a dumbass. And maybe that's all fair. But it's the same blue check marks who, who wanted to put this guy on their shoulders a month ago for calling out Dan Snyder. Didn't, so he's a, he's didn't, a Dan Snyder, then and, didn't Dan Snyder do this with Jim Zorn? Was Jim Zorn ever a coach anywhere? He was. He was the coach of Washington for two years, three years. Yeah, when he was hired, before that. 
Now, apparently oh, it's the first time this happened in the 60s, and Jim Zorn, I haven't seen yeah, Jim Zorn game. was hired as a head coach, uh, not as an interim. Jim Zorn came in as a head coach to start a season. I think in 2008 was yeah, his first Pat's year. Yeah, but saying, did he have I any think... coaching experience before that? I assume he, he did. He, I don't he, know. He had never had – he was an offense – I don't know what an offensive assistant means, but he had never had anything more prominent than a quarterback. He was the Seahawks quarterbacks coach before he was the Washington head coach. Okay. And oh my That's still god! Still a lot more experience than Saturday. What if I don't Jeff know. It, just, Saturday... it, seems Mickey, it seems Mickey Mouse. It seems immature. It doesn't seem like the sort of thing a pro team should be doing. It's kind of laughable. I love the Raiders here. Pretty Jeff much the Raiders that... said on TV last week that the Raiders, you know, were a laughing stock, which Raiders is probably at... fair. Raiders at any number, pretty much. Colts. I'll take the points. <sighs> I, I'm leaning Colts as well. Like, well, it, that but that doesn't make sense. That doesn't follow your strategy. I mean, they can still lose the game, but I guess. Hey, listen, I'm not saying that what he's doing is correct and is not going to work, but I don't know. Like, why is it only six and a half? Why hasn't the line moved? I don't know. Doesn't that strike you as odd? Well, just you can't make the Raiders too big of a favorite. Well, the, by the, looking at DVOA for the past month, like Houston's the worst team in football. Vegas is the second worst team in football. I know, but Ettinger, like, come on. Like, come on. <sighs> All right. I'm going to take Vegas. I'm not. What if Saturday's actually good? Yeah. I mean, there is we're that possibility. Vegas is, we're teasing Vegas as well. If Saturday is you know what? I'm, actually I'm, good. I'm, I'm switching to Indy. If Saturday is actually good, I will be really waving the flag this winter to let Philip Rivers coach the Chargers. <laughs> Why don't instead of ha- instead of the Chargers having a head coach, what if they just opened up their play calling to like a a text poll, like American Idol, run or pass, text, and making me make- there's a way you could generate a bunch of money. Yeah, I'd rather call the plays. Well, go. so they have so few fans. If you vote on these things, your vote may be the deciding one each time. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't want sabotage voting from uh, you play a preeminent <laughs> fan base and <laughs> sabotage vote. A halfback draw, third and 13. Oh, halfback get, draw. Yeah, let's let's get Horvath in the game. Need that guy back. First touchdown Sunday night, Horvath. Uh, that Raiders-Colts game certainly um, has developed a bit of a, a storyline, though. That would be a real embarrassing loss for the Raiders, I tell you. It's been a bad year for the Raiders. Oh. Yeah, I'll take Indy plus six and a half with Jeff. Dallas and Green Bay. The Wait. Packers are three-point underdogs at home in this spot. Five point. What did I say? Three. Three, three they're five points. Sorry, I was looking at the next game down the list. Uh, five-point underdog at home. 43 is the over-under. Uh, how the hell can you take the Packers in this game? This, this line doesn't feel wide enough. I think Cameron will pick the Packers this week on your show. I think he will too. And hey, we went eight and one on the best bet show. Oh yeah, like I'm not saying it's a bad bet, but I can't. I don't have the uh, the intestinal fortitude to pick Green Bay, even though I think Green Bay is probably the right side. I see. I don't uh, think so. I think this spread should be like nine and a half, ten. Like the, pa- the Packers are yeah. horrible. Dallas is one of the four best teams I in know. football coming off a of bye week. The Packers yeah, couldn't put any fucking points you. up against the Lions. The hell are they going to do against the Cowboys? Yeah, I'll take Dallas too. I know, but like it seems like finally people have given up on Green Bay, and this is the week that they like snap back to reality and play a good game and maybe even win. I don't know. I'll take Dallas though. 
I don't love it. I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I see it too. I just I, I refuse to fall for that trap. Jeff? I'm going to fall for it, but it's not going to be with real money. Uh, I will take the Packers in this awkward five points at home. If you were the book, if you were the bookmaker and you didn't see this five point spread, what would you have made this game? Six and a half, seven, I guess. Yeah, some weird. Yeah, game. probably probably seven or seven and a half. I, I think uh, so- I think that there's a, a weirdly an anti cowboy sentiment that they're not as good as maybe they actually are. Like. Does everyone see them as a top five team or like, oh, the Cowboys, like yada, yada, yada. Yeah, maybe they're a top 10 team. Like now, like they're an elite team in football right now. Like when you go through Philly, Buffalo, Kansas City, Dallas is probably the next one up. Or the Jets, sorry, Tim. Yeah, you know what? When you put it that way, I almost, it's hard to disagree. And then it makes you kind of want to change your pick because the Packers would certainly be near the lower tier and this spread seems like there's a lot of value if you look at other spreads of teams ranked where we probably would rank the cowboys versus teams ranked like 23rd 24th 27th or something we would probably be willing to lay more points i don't know this one just seems super fishy and i found it really weird that fox was advertising this game during the world series before even over this past Sunday's games, if that makes any sense. Uh, caught me off guard, all World Series. This is about as big of a game as you can get, unless it was Pittsburgh at Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, or if, like, Brady's playing really well, Tampa at Dallas would have that type of... Sure, yeah. Like, you, it's, it's either, like, you have your three most historic franchises, essentially, in the NFL. So if one... Two of those teams are playing each other. It's just a gigantic game no matter what. Or Dallas mm-hmm. being the biggest, you get Dallas or even Green Bay, I would say, too. Green Bay, especially with Rodgers at quarterback, one of those two teams playing one of the top three players in the sport, be it Brady, Mahomes. I don't know who would be number three in that right now, do you think? Because it's probably Dallas-Philly still- would be huge. I mean, they're going to play Burrow twice Josh Allen. You guys know who the third? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas Buffalo would be huge. You know, you know, I don't think it is Burrow or Josh Allen yet in terms of notoriety because like Brady doesn't deserve to be in there at the moment, but he still is in there at the moment. I don't know. I don't know if it would be Allen or Burrow. It's definitely not Burrow. It might be Allen. Yeah, I think Burrow has the LSU, the posing with the cigar. He's already been to a Super Bowl. I wouldn't underrate a lot of that. No, I'm not, I'm not saying he's disqualified from the conversation, but I would doubt he's a big of a draw. And Allen's been put on a pedestal. All America wanted was Allen to get the ball in overtime. Like yeah. that, that. So to me, they'd have to be the next ones up. I mean, the answer is Aaron Rodgers, but he's obviously in this game and plays on the Packers. Yeah. So he's kind of disqualified from it. All right. Arizona at the Rams. Rams favored by three at home. 43 and a half is the over under. I have no idea in this game. I hate these. How teams. do you pick this game? How do you pick this game? <laughs> I'll pick Arizona just because I'm going to take the points and I don't think the Rams are in a position to be laying these points and I don't know if they know how to win with their current construct of injuries up front. All right, I don't want to think about it anymore. I'll go with Jeff. Give me Arizona for the reasons he said. Has the, have the Rams dominated this 
like at one sided yes. this one? Yes, and, and when the they played playoffs, the playoffs, oh, yeah, the worst playoff game I've ever seen a quarterback play. And I watched Jake Delhomme play in the playoffs. Jake Delhomme made the Super Bowl. He did, but he had like the worst playoff performance any QBs had, the other, Rams, than, other than what Kyler did. The Rams shouldn't be favorite, like like unless you think Arizona is a bottom ten team in the league. The Rams should not be laying four points. Uh, the numbers would suggest that Arizona is a bottom ten team in the league. Ah, crap. I don't know why I think Arizona is far more competent than uh, a lot of the numbers. Am I still allowed to say take week one out of the Arizona stats? Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the last month worth of stats. Uh, in yeah, fair, they got lucky versus the Saints in those pick sixes. But uh, Arizona has been the third worst team in football. The Rams have been the sixth worst team in football. So two trash teams. Give me three points. Yeah, I, I think that logic works, but I'm just going to. McVay seems to own Kingsbury, so I'll uh, I'll go with the Rams. Not that- there are people I was looking, I couldn't find anywhere just to see the market on uh, next coach to be fired. Kingsbury? Uh, he is the favorite, and the only thing I could find, Pat, was the market before Frank Wright, like a stale picture. And Frank Wright was second, Kingsbury was, was first. Kingsbury was plus 150, Wright was like plus 180. Um... So there are people that think an ugly loss or two that um, let's just say there's a lot of thought that when the Chargers and Cardinals play in three weeks, Cliff might not be around anymore. Okay. Sunday night football. First of back to back Sunday night football appearances for your Los Angeles Chargers. They are at the San Francisco 49ers seven point dogs coming off of a bye week for the 49ers. They'll get Debo back for this game, which is uh, probably good news for them and the receiving core. McCaffrey looks to be ingrained in the offense. Elijah Mitchell might be back for the 49ers as well. And it doesn't look like anyone who's had up for the Chargers last week is coming back anytime soon, Jeff. I mean, we're, we're a special breed, Pat, that we could have the bye week and it actually gets us more injured. Uh, Keenan reaggravates something. My least favorite charger who, if he fell down a flight of stairs, I'd probably snicker. Jerry Tillery gets hurt lifting weights. I, I don't even consider that a negative. Um, yeah, uh, Donald Parham. Back from the concussion, reaggravates the hamstring injury that he hurt in training camp. So he showed up for one half this year and had like 70 yards on three catches. I don't know what to make of this. The 49ers are a significantly better team than the Chargers. Um, it's a lot of points. Maybe a good quarterback can get you a backdoor. I don't I don't know. You guys tell me. The Chargers play the Chiefs and the 49ers. If they can win one of those two games, maybe I'll flip flip a switch and be excited. But I just want to use this time to talk about two things. Broken record, but we were down 10 nothing versus Atlanta out of the gate. Again, coach, like do something. Apparently my concerns are being brought to the podium on press conferences that aren't being um uploaded. So I'll have to read about them later in, in my uh, latest from our athletic beat reporter, who, when he's not talking about the Chargers, is making his own in-house techno music and doing taco reviews. But I can't insult him because I actually need him. So, like, you know, it'd be bad. I, I can't say mean things. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know how we start games. I don't know how that's possible. Jeff Saturday would not start games as bad as we start games. Like, that's just the, the, the truth of it. I don't know how that happens. I'm no expert, but how a team starts a game to me is 150% indicative of the coaches having them prepared or not prepared to start a game. That is my biggest indictment on this coach and this current coaching staff. Also, if you remember from last week's show, I said I need them to beat Atlanta so bad because my over under 10 wins, which is for way more money than it should be, and that doesn't even consider the fact that I bet way more money on the Chargers every single Sunday than I should. And when you consider I have this over 10 wins, it's stupid. What happened? You know how unimpressive the Chargers win was last week, Pat? Not only did it stay stale on the nine and a half wins, the juice like went the other way. So now I'm so screwed. Like I thought beating Atlanta would get it from nine and a half to 10. And I could maybe make a bet that I could um, even laying a little juice could get out of something or a good portion of it. No, I'm still dead. And their next two games are against San Francisco and Kansas city. And we are dead. The only ray of light is somehow maybe they can split these games and in a month from now, be healthy and have a competent record, and maybe I can get excited again. But I am pretty much thinking the only way we have a chance to cover is with a back door. We should get annihilated. So you're taking the Niners? No, you're not putting that on a piece of paper beside my name, but we should get annihilated. Okay, I'll take the Chargers, Tim. I'll take San Francisco. Uh, Chargers healthy, I would be okay with, but... <laughs> Niners coming off a bye with Debo. I don't think the Fort, I don't think the Chargers have answers right now for Samuel and McCaffrey and it just I don't know and Kittle. It's gonna be tough, and I just think that they're gonna have to score for the Chargers to cover. Chargers are probably gonna have to score twenty-seven to thirty points because uh, I think the Niners are gonna score a ton of points in this game. And we'll see. How are we feeling about the Niners' defense? Like, are, do we expect them to have everyone back? Or are they still banged up? Because they've been abysmal. Well, not everyone, because, like, Mosley's never coming back. Dude, this is, they've been but... abysmal for a month. It's a war crime what's going to go down on Sunday. <laughs> if Trey Pipkins, our right tackle, can't go, and Storm Norton is going to line up against Joey Bosa? It is a Bosa Bowl, isn't it? Or Nick Bosa. Bosa? That, 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 that's a war crime. <laughs> No, J Justin Herbert should probably not play if Storm Norton is playing. Like, if I was Justin <laughs> Herbert's agent, if I was Justin Herbert's family, I'd go full Arch Manning and not demand a trade, but say, you are not playing my son with Storm Norton at right tackle, who gives up like a 62% pressure rate against a Bosa. What are you laughing at? <laughs> you kept calling it a war crime. <laughs> uh, I feel for you. So, I, I don't know if their defense is healthy, but if Bosa's playing Norton, we're dead. We are dead. We are dead. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Our blood dump offense. You think we could flirt with thirty points against yeah. this team? I think you can get. I think you can score twenty four, and I think that's good enough to cover. And just in these primetime games, grabbing the points has just been the move. Yeah, it was like a great, great points. performance by Brampton's very own Josh Palmer. 
Mm. Um, but I don't know. Against a team like San Francisco, a true Super Bowl contender, you need your complement of weapons. Like, you need to stretch them out. You got to be four or five weapons deep. Um, and maybe we could have done that if had the Chargers been healthy, but they're not. And I don't know if you guys saw this graph put out by some injury-like calculator. The no. Chargers not only are dead last in the league with this injuries or the importance of their injuries, but the gap between them and the second last is the biggest gap from one team to another on the entire list. We are like, there's no, I don't know that I'll ever get excited about this team again. Oh, don't like, say that. No, I truly believe I always didn't. Like I've been there. In. I felt that way before, but then I can turn it around. I didn't you felt that way I, last week. I didn't think <laughs> I just thought too much was being made of the past, but it's all real. Like everything you joked about, Pat, even in your breakdown of the game. Like, it's going to be the stupidest game with the stupidest ending. Look at what happened. Like, how is that possible? So everything is true. And then for Coach, for Coach to get um, upset on Sunday when asked about the past, he got real mad. And I, like like that, that too much of the NFL fan base, Charger fans, NFL media – live in the past when it comes to the chargers and i'm like are you fucking kidding me what do you mean live in the past by living in the past are you talking about 14 minutes ago when we're on the 19 yard line about to kick a game winning kick and we fumble and we're not allowed to correlate that to the past that's all we know is like insanity so don't tell me what i'm allowed to take into account as the shit keeps happening over and over and over again. Johnny Knoxville looking motherfucker. Now here's the bright spot, friends. It's impossible. It's improbable. There's about a less than 1% chance of happening. If the Chargers actually somehow come out of these next two games versus the 49ers and the Chiefs, and I, I'm not expecting them to even win one, let alone two. But if somehow this storm ends and they're seven and three we should be getting mvp and coach of the year considerations even though i want the guy fired or don't think he's up to the job i do not but if they somehow win these games then i don't know he should win coach of the year but they're not going to So they have a 30% chance to win this week at plus they're plus 245 this week. What will they be next week, do you think? What do you think the spread in the Kansas City game is? Chiefs by six. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's it too. Like the whole world's gonna feel like they're an expert on my shitty fucking team after having to watch them for Super Bowl contenders on two straight <laughs> Sunday nights. You think that's a fun Twitter to live on? At least you the get to watch world? your team on primetime. They refuse to put my team on. When the whole world thinks they're now like an expert on my team because they just watched them play two phenomenal teams on back-to-back -back Sunday nights, and it's not over. It is not over for us. We have the Colts in December on Monday night. That can't move. 
and we play the Rams on Sunday night on New Year's Day, which that's the game where you're flexed out. We're Seattle and the Jets are. No, going. I don't think that's going to be flexed. Yeah, it is. That's not going to be a good game. No, but is that a real Sunday or is that yeah. like a no, different Janu- day? No, no, January 1st is a Sunday. Oh, day. okay. Then you, I, okay. Then you're right. It could be flexed. I had it in my brain that it was like a no, Christmas Day, is Sunday. So standalone, like Sunday. holiday game, which because yeah. of the logistics of that meant they wouldn't want to flex. You're it. right. You're right. But no, no, January 1st is a then, Sunday. Then, yeah, if it's a true Sunday with a real schedule, then sure that game is in play to um be flexed but we're gonna go down in flames and the whole world is gonna get to watch it so per- you think i'm looking forward to the second half of this season no well, i'm not per the money per the money lines if we're gonna say it's plus 250 and plus 225 for the wins the next two weeks they do have a nine percent chance of winning both those games not a one percent chance you know it's hard to insult or say anything bad about Austin Eckler. Like he's truly one of the few ticking engines on this team. And to think if that touchdown actually held with his power squatting, that would have been phenomenal. But can I give the guy a tip? Like maybe try not doing every public broadcast podcast on the planet. Like maybe just say Jeff, no to Jeff, doing Jeff. I have Jeff. I have him lined up for later in the week. Do you really? Yeah. So you might want to. Oh, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Kill my interview. Thanks. No, you're. you're... Here's the thing, Pat. On the. On the. If you run a podcast, if you can't get Austin Eckler to say yes to your podcast, your podcast must be so pathetic, so shit, must have so few viewers because he'll do a podcast with like six likes. He'll do a pod like he'll literally do anything. Like, just take a break, man. Is uh, he really on the show this week? Yeah, I was going to tell you after. I wanted you to come on with me. But I don't know I'll if I can do that on. now. And he's really up front of No, I'll come on. No, I, don't I, I, I don't think you're allowed to be on now. No, I mean, I would I, I would say to him, this. You listen, the, you are on a tier that is... Um, compared to the, the levels of tiers of podcasts he goes on, you are like the upper, upper echelon. You're not going to get back on the show by sweet talking me there, pal. No, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a real, I would, cause he does every podcast. So if he's coming on yours, that would actually be one of the biggest podcasts he's ever done. He, he is not coming on the show anymore. Cause you, do you not agree him. though? I don't know. I don't fucking you... pay attention to what he does. I say I saw him. And I, I don't know what sh- I don't know what uh, Eckler is up to. I, 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 I know that I know that him and Matt Herman do a show every week that I watch. That that's pretty good. That's the extent of my Austin Eckler podcast that I get. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping that my. I'm hoping being so negative means something positive will happen. Because whenever I'm well, it really work, positive, it, it worked for Tim. The worst things happen. You saw how well it worked for Tim. Maybe it can happen to you too. Yeah. I want to go to the at Arizona or at Vegas game, but they have to win one of these next two. Okay. Well, they have a thirty percent chance of winning this week per the probabilities of the money line. At least. We're going to get embarrassed back-to-back weeks on Sunday night football, and I've got an answer for that. It's bullshit. Well, I mean, maybe if you weren't a part of the team, it wouldn't be that big of a problem. (laughs) 
as part of the media group uh, for the Chargers. You, your job is to act as a heat shield for the franchise and uh, and to take those tough questions. Yeah, I should play into that more, but I, I don't. I, I should spin things more positive. Well, I mean, if you just paid the eight bucks and got yourself verified, you could pass yourself off as a beat reporter. Or a member of the front office. Who even knows at this point? Just say whatever you want. Washington at Philadelphia. Monday Night Football. Make this one quick. Taking Washington Ugh. plus 11. It's, uh, it's big spreads, primetime games. Give me the big spreads. Same here. Big spread in division. Washington's not playing that badly. Uh, that spread is not too far off from the Houston line when Houston's a lot worse, even though it was in Houston. Yeah, wait, commanders for me. Yeah, Washington, second-best run defense in football. Obviously, Philly likes to run the ball a ton. Not that they can't go over the top because their favorite play is, let's throw to A.J. Brown and double coverage, and then no one will ever lay a finger on him, and he'll catch it every time. Now, that could be the game plan. That could work, and they scored 500 points. But if Washington can shut down the running game, I think they'll be able to keep this within 11, Jeff. Yeah, honestly, this seems like I could be such a degen on on Monday and take the skins. Oh wow! Oh, God. Austin Eckler just texted me again. He said he's definitely not coming on now. No, that's not true. Yeah, saying that's the skins probably isn't as bad as like you know saying the color before it. So well, you did all right. Just call, yes, taking the, the commanders. Just, just call plus- them like the condoms, like Cam does. <laughs> But I I could easily see myself playing a teaser with both sides of this game. Oh, the, a, 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 the, fine, oh a Feinberg. A Feinberg teaser. Okay. Yeah, no, these are, this isn't a true Feinberg because those aren't um, teased plays. But I would tease Washington to like the 17 and above and tease Philly to under five. I'll, I'll make that bet on Monday. Well, for the purposes of this show, which side of the 11 are you taking? I'll take Washington because, as we've kind of discussed, um, it seems like a lot of points in primetime. Although one of these primetime games are going to be just a true, absolute route. I uh, hope we're not stepping in front of the wrong one. Happens. I, l- I lose enough games over the course of the season. If, if, I, if I'm on Washington and Washington loses by 40, you know, just like losing by 12. Doesn't really bother me that much. Super locks. We continue to run the table. Jeff, you've hit seven in a row. Where are you going? Oh, geez. I don't like leading off here. Um... All right. Well, Tim, I have it down between Cleveland and Dallas are the two leans I have and Seattle, realistically, but I'm staying away from Munich. I think those are going to be my three gold, silver, bronze. I got to figure out which one's the gold because I think I like them equally. It's just that the Dallas game feels like a real trap. So that's making me pensive, but that is the game that I have like the furthest off of what I would make the spread for it. That's interesting. None of those three are my pick. My pick is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh? Plus two 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 and a half at home. All right. Jeff? Of the ones you gave, you you should probably take uh, the... You like the Lions, right? Yeah, I like the Lions, but I feel like we're in this moment in time, I'm getting a bad line. Okay, just I thought. So I don't want yeah. to put my seven in a row. Well, why don't you just ask for an extra half point? I hear they get, sometimes you get it if you ask on this show. Can I get the Lions to three? <laughs> can you find the line? You no, know, we, we always ask Cam if we can find the line anywhere. And then he says yes, and we go and look, and we verify. <laughs> well, you can find the three. 
You can? But what, I don't what, know what's it juiced to? Minus 120. Nah, that's too much. Sorry. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Damn, I got cocky about my super lock streak, and now we're here. I'm taking the Browns plus three and a half. Yeah. Dallas is better picked than that, I think. Good to know. It's positive news for me. Yeah. This is, oh, I'm putting it all on the line here. Give me the Texans. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah, if you're going to go down, might as well go down in style, huh? Oh, what a, oh man. What a I'm pick. Really re- I'm really going to regret overreacting to that half point in Detroit. Yeah, when they win by like two touchdowns or something like that. Tim, can you recap your free money six-point teaser, please? Yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the teaser is Seattle to eight and a half, Kansas City to minus three and a half, Detroit to eight and a half, Pittsburgh to eight and a half, and uh, the Raiders to uh, minus a half point. Bet the farm? Win four farms. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Remember to sub to the Hammer HQ on YouTube and go to the Forward Progress channel where you can find the Back to the Future show with myself, Jeff, and Tim Andagust. Tim Andagust. That's not my name. Pretty sure it is. Why, why, Pretty why? sure it isn't. So when you get yourself verified and then you tell people that's not your name, then you're just being one of those people that lies to the people. You've lost it. You, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the Tim Andercust account is going to get verified to prove no, it's really it's you. Don't you dare. I mean, it's not me who does it. It's your account. It's you. Don't you dare. Hey. You know it's not me because I don't know how to spend money on the internet. Yeah, but how do I know you didn't get your brother to do it for you like you do with Amazon? <laughs> All right. We can't know that, can we? Huh? No, well, I suppose I suppose you can't. All right, smash a like for the episode, sub to the newsletter, play in the Listener's League, and run thesims.com slash mayo. We'll get you 10% off, so, I don't know, do it? All right, thanks for that. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience!